I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Yeah. Not a game, not a game. Not a game. Slap that like she scored 30. We talking about sports. I mean, what are we even talking about, man? We talking about sports here. Danny Green cannot find the bucket at all. I don't understand what's going on with this guy. I mean, I'm a Spurs fan. I've watched him play since the very beginning. I mean, I knew who he was coming out of North Carolina. He's that dancing guy or whatever, but... I, I just don't know what's gotten into him with the comeback. I thought he was doing pretty decent. Uh, Justin, am I wrong? Was he doing good before the before the he, bubble? He, he was decent. Let's, let's say he was decent, but uh, you're not the only one that's a little disappointed in him. Yeah, you guys can kill him. He can't hit an open three for anything, but the one thing that bothers me most is he runs a podcast, and in his podcast, he's already talking about fear. Hearing some of his opponents, and oh, that is oh, not wow. a good president as wow. a veteran to be talking about. So he, as, as y'all know, the Blazers are on fire, and he says nobody wants to play them. And as you know, the Lakers clinched first place, and the Blazers are coming for that eighth seed hot. And Danny Green's on his pod talking about he don't want none with them, and I, I don't really like that. He, he, I don't really like he, that. He lost his time in, in Toronto in that finals to Fred Van Fleet. I mean... He, it seemed like he didn't hit a three that series either, but um, and, he's and when you're a one trick pony, you gotta gotta hit your threes, man. Yeah, he's. Uh, I thought he was a lot better defensively. I mean, at least even even last year, I thought his defense bought him some time on the floor, even when he wasn't hitting threes. And That's I mean, awesome with LA, guy. with LA, the same thing. It's obviously not what it what it used to be, but he can, he's still one of the better defenders on that team. So. He's going to have time, but for sure on, on a cold streak, bro. Yeah, and, you know, it happens with those shooters, man. I mean, Danny Green, I mean, he's a shooter through and through. I mean, that's that's what he does. Remember uh, so the, he's going to have the Ray Allen one? That? The, that Ray Allen one with the, the Heat? Or yeah, was he, with the Celtics? No, it was with the Celtics. Heat? He went cold. He went yeah, cold with the Celtics. For, for like a month or two, bro. Yeah. It happens. I mean, I'm a shooter too. I go cold sometimes. So mine, mine lasts like a whole. You just stay colder longer. Right? <laughs> yeah, I just stay colder longer. It happens. I, I know these That's guys pain. Us. I feel it, man. But uh, Danny Green, I, I hope he's able to find his stroke because I, I think he might be a candidate to lose some time also to some of the players that they're trying to break in. I know they brought J.R. Smith. He had a, a pretty good scrimmage or, or break in uh, to the the bubble, and Dion Waiters looked pretty decent too. Just got to keep him off the team. Waiters is—he's still trying to find his stroke. He hasn't played a lot of basketball this season, so he's still working on it. The Morris twin, also, you know, he's physical on defense, and it's it's nice to bring that kind of play to the game. But he's not really hitting his shots either. But you know, yeah, but I I, I, I like him for the defensive and the playoff, the attitude he brings and the grit. So yeah, not, and you know, we're talking about Danny Green right now, but they're killing him on Twitter. And on Instagram, Lakers Twitter is brutal. Honestly, there's probably one of the more brutal fan bases on Twitter. They kill it with the photoshops every summer. Lakers Twitter is hilarious because one day you're praising the guy, the next day he's bad and he's off the team. It's bad. You should see some of the things I have to unfollow. There's a guy, and I don't want to name him, uh, but, dude, he writes a poll every day. Should this person be on the team? Should this person be on the team? 
And uh, he has a good following. I mean, it's so just... It's who, who's worse? Who's worse? Fans. And you know what, Justin? You're a fan of both of these teams. So mm-hmm. who's worse? Uh, Lakers fans or Cowboys fans? Lakers fans. Okay. It's more finicky. Okay. More finicky. Cowboys fans, we've already been through a lot. Lakers fans are not used to this. Yeah, and half of the fans, they were... Um, where was LeBron before this? They were Cleveland fans before. Uh, maybe some Golden State fans and they're trickling and over. And it's also because the expectations are just so high with being a Laker. Like we've, that's why we've seen guys go to teams where the expectations are just so high that if you don't play up to those standards and fail, they run you out of town. I mean, it happened with Dwight. Dwight went over there when he was pretty decent the first time around, and they literally ran his ass out of town, bro. Kobe, Kobe ran him out of town. Rest in peace. Yeah. But, but L- yeah, and, and LA, cool. LA, like I said, the expectations are just at a certain level based off of Kobe, Shaq, Magic, all all of the past. You know what I mean? And them trying to get back to that with this seven year drought of not making the playoffs. But yeah, we had a lot of ships, and, and the thing about it. What people don't realize, not only do we have a lot of ships, but we've been to the finals and lost a lot. So we've had winning records, winning seasons. I think we've been to the finals more than any other team in history, even more than the Celtics. Of course, we don't have the uh, the ships. They, they took six off of you guys in, like, the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Jerry West is, like, one in nine in NBA finals or something like that. He lost them all to Bill Russell. No shame there, though. But... But yeah, man, the the history on the Lakers is a very. But they they're going to need Danny Green to be hitting uh, shots, especially threes, because right now, Kuzma is their best three point shooter. AD, like those are the guys hitting the most threes, and AD is hitting some threes. Man. He is hitting threes, but honestly, this is we're barely seeing this out of his game where he's shooting multiple attempts a game. You know and what I, I mean? like it, and I like it. I don't know if y'all caught the Oklahoma game, but man, we were flat, yeah. man. Everybody yeah. was – it was a half-court game. Chris Paul was controlling it, and we were flat. Stephen Jones – I mean, Stephen Adams was eating in the paint. I mean, there was no stopping him. We don't have a guy that's as physical as a Stephen Adams either. Yeah, and AD has been pretty adamant his whole career about not wanting to play the five either. So he, he's going to be locked in at that four spot. But, yeah, man, AD, uh, when he's hitting those three-point shots, uh, I don't know that there's very many uh, players that are better than him in the NBA. Oh, yeah. uh, he's hitting point that, period. That's KD level. If he's hitting that, it's it's KD level of unguardable, unguardableness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you see what he did to Gobert? When he, has that when he hit that step back on Gobert and one four-point play, yeah. too dirty yeah. for sure. But, man, aren't, aren't you guys happy to be talking about some NBA? I mean, we're, what, yeah, three or four back. games in? It's crazy. I love I'm it. I'm happy to be back with sports, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean... So normalcy back just a yeah. little bit, but I'm taking. Not gonna lie, work production might be a little down with uh, NBA and MLB starting like at 12:30 in the afternoon. So kind of kind of tough to stay focused. Hey, hey, and you know what? It's it's about to get even worse. You mean Friday, better? Tomorrow is better. <laughs> no, I'm saying worse yeah. for work production. Yeah. Worse tomorrow. for work production. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow it's back. Yeah. It's gonna be a fun weekend. Our our it's first podcast. Since man, the NBA not... return, man. Mm-hmm. A lot's changed, and we got some yeah. NBA talk also later on today. Episode 15 yeah. is back. You know what? Let me just go ahead and intro as we are here. This is We Talking About Sports Podcast. This is episode number 15. For the most part, we are a weekly episodic podcast. We did have a, uh, a break because of the hurricane, uh, but we're back. We are going to start uh, the change of dates on recording to Thursday nights. 
A reason for that is to accommodate uh, the schedules that are coming up for sports. Uh, and the same thing, we're talking MMA, NBA, NFL, all, of, all the major American sports. Uh, and then, of course, with the European sports of soccer and uh, anything else that's on that, uh, you know, we can we can kind of make maybe make a bet on. We'll be watching. Hey, right episode so, 15. Uh, episode 15. Uh, who's the 15? Who's the first the player that you think of when you number 15? Vince Carter. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo. Mine was Vince Carter, too. I was going to see. I, I thought it might have been unanimous, but episode 15, there's been some good 15s. The Vince Carter episode. And Vince Carter retired. Yeah, we're dedicating this one to you, Vince. This for you. <laughs> <laughs> Vince, if you're listening, we love you. You know he's listening, hey, Vince, for sure. Vince, but don't come back. All right? Don't come yeah. back. <laughs> hey, so I, let me just how many ask you all. How has y'all's two weeks been? Because it's been two weeks since we had an official podcast. I know we did that live segment when the NBA came back. We had some technical issues, but I think we fixed that. But uh, what do y'all think about uh, the two-week break that y'all had? Y'all itching to get back on the pod? Yeah, it was a little too long of a break for me. I mean, we did that little live podcast uh, when we jumped on Facebook Live, which was pretty cool. I liked all the interaction on there. But with all the sports going on, you know, I just wanted to get on the mic and start talking. So I'm glad that we're here. It was a good little time off, though, just to actually just watch the sports and enjoy it, you know, with everything back in full swing. So, yeah, man, just excited to be back. For sure, for sure. I've been talking to Roland and telling him, like, man, bro, we have so much to talk about. <clears throat> a lot's gone down. These games have been wild. Uh, seeds are getting locked up. And then we got baseball going on, too. Um, every every day, it seems like a series, a new series is getting canceled due to, due to COVID. Right now, it's the Cardinals that have it. Um, mm-hmm. But sports are definitely back in full swing. Excited for tomorrow to see Juventus get bounced from champions. Uh, I'm excited for this Rockets and Lakers game tonight, man. Uh, even though some of the some of the stars aren't playing in Westbrook and LeBron, but I'm I'm excited to see uh, how it goes down. We're gonna find out a lot about Dion Waiters tonight. Yep. You know I'm excited about tonight's game too. As you mentioned, LeBron's out, so we're gonna see some of the more uh, role players get some action, and hopefully this is their uh, intro to get into the rhythm. Of things because playoffs are coming. We're only four games away after this, or three games, I think, after yep. this. So it's time to get it ready. Um, yeah, you guys. I don't want to put your chips on. Uh, I don't want to talk bad on the Spurs or anything, Roland. But man, and I don't follow them like you do. But is it me, or does Pop look like he aged some? I mean, Pop's break? like seventy-four, man. So I mean, I think he looks his age. I, I think he's looked like that. No, I, I feel like he looks older than when he normally. Comes maybe he's because maybe he's because he's wearing the, the stuff in the. He's not going in for makeup because he's probably wearing. He, he's just out there in polos and sweats. Yeah. Like he's just chilling. Like yeah, he's like in his bare yeah. form right now. But you know, we'll get into that a little bit later when we go into the kind of who was right, who was wrong thing. Uh, we all, we all kind of had some predictions going into the bubble. And boy, I know they're 2-2, two and two, but they could very easily be 4-0 and oh right now, the Spurs can, and I was wrong on them. And we got we got what I would call a Spurs expert joining us today, yes, too, we on do. the podcast. Yes, we do. Even more than me. He watches way more Spurs ball than I do. You, hey, if you go to his Twitter, it is nothing but Spurs talk on game days, on game days. It might be some... So, not even game days. Just all the time, it's all Spurs with yeah. this guy. So, respect. 
Well, that's what we're talking about. Let's bring them in then. How about we bring them in right now? All right, we're talking some NBA right now. We got some quick hitters. Uh, as y'all know, like I, we were mentioning earlier, the Blazers are coming for that eighth seed. Uh, and they're coming. They're coming well, hey, hey, hey. Before we get to that, hey, hold up. I was just letting hey. people know where we're at. Who's more we're important, at. bro? But before more we get important, to that, or the Blazers? Let's be real. All right, all right. You know, you're right. But I, was, I was setting it up. I was setting it up. All right, but before we get to that, uh, we got a guest, uh, Joby. Uh, Joby is a big time Spurs fan, according to the guys. Uh, he might be uh, number one. NBA fan on too. Twitter. NBA fan for sure. Yeah, NBA, a general NBA fan as well. So uh, we're gonna get some Spurs talk going for sure on this one. Uh, but before that, I wanted to talk about that A seed because the Spurs are also a viable candidate to get that A seed. Uh, but the Blazers are coming in too, really hot. Memphis is just—I mean—they're choking it, guys. They're choking yeah. it. Uh, Joby, let me know what do you want that AC. I want it, of course, as a fan. Uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate being here. Um, for sure, man. I think it's—it's it's every people who are like, oh, oh no, you need to tank, and like, hey, the Spurs are in the bubble. They're not going to get a top ten pick already anyway. A, so that makes no sense. B. Okay, I, I, I agree on B, that. B, it's even though they get killed by the Lakers, I'm not saying they wouldn't. They would. But it's just a good experience. There's you cannot tell me that playing in those big those type of big games with that kind of intensity, that it would not be good for the young guys. Uh, you always see it every year, anytime we have the Olympics, guys go to the Olympics, they get involved around other guys who are also great. Super intense practices. They come back. They have the best season ever. It happens all the time. Playoffs, playoffs is better than no playoffs. So I w- so, hope so. they get it, but it's not looking good. Sticking on the Spurs, are, are you happy? Because I know you, you've been one of the main proponents, as I've, I've, I follow you on Twitter, of the young guys getting playing time. So are you happy to see <laughs> Keldon getting some playing time? Happy to see Derek and DeJounte getting playing time at the same time? So here's what I was saying. Uh, yesterday, Derek's Derek's already older. Derek was in college for four or five years. Um, you know, he had his stint at that like culinary school for like for like a year, two years. Then he transferred. Yeah. yeah then he transferred to uh, actual University of Colorado Boulder, and he was there for I think another two years. So he's he and then he did another year in the summer league. So he's got a bunch of reps. Derek is who he's going to be. He just needed more playing time. He had a great breakout. Uh, playoff series mm-hmm. against the Nuggets last year. Um, so now he's he's actually leading the bubble in three-pointers made right now uh, through the first four games. Oh, um, yeah. He's taking seven. He's taking he's taking seven a game as opposed to the three he was taking in the regular season before the quarantine. So Derek is who he's going to be. He's, he's, he's a solid. Like, he's taking all the – Yeah, he's taking all – he should have had all the Forbes minutes to begin with. I don't know why he got kind of demoted. I think it's just because Pop loves having a solid bench, and it just didn't work. Um, so Derek is easily – he could be an easily, like, 20-point and, like, seven, eight assist type of guy. He's great defensively. He's Drew Holiday is really what he is. He's, like, a better Drew Holiday. I like that. I like that. The, the other young guys, however, DeJounte and Lonnie – Jobs has uh, given up on DeJounte. Jobs has DeJounte, given up. DeJounte is not having a good bubble. He's not having a good bubble. I, I love the kid. He's, he's super competitive, but he's not having a good bubble. 
I was big on DeJounte. I thought that guy was so going to be the future. I was early. I, I was like years back. I was talking about he He's such a freak athletically. He's so long. He's he's like a solid 6'4", six, 6'5", six, but his wingspan is seven feet. It's insane. But he's, uh, you know, somebody uh, made this point with running quarterbacks. And you see this a lot with, like, guys who are really great athletes playing quarterback, like a Cam or a Lamar. They don't ever really develop that pocket awareness because they're just like, ah, I'll just run. You know, like, worst comes to worst. You saw that with Michael Vick. He didn't really, like, take it super serious. And then – you know, when the athleticism goes at some point or you run into somebody who's more athletic than you are, which is going to happen, you get yourself into trouble. And the very first ball game first had DeJounte got cooked by De'Aaron Fox. Absolutely cooked. He was in foul trouble the whole game. De'Aaron Fox did whatever he wanted to do. And it's just because De'Aaron Fox is a better athlete. So... Uh, he's he's struggling right now, and now his confidence is shot. He can't even hit. He's usually pretty reliable in his mid-range game. He's not even hitting that right now. He's gun-shy, so that's not looking good. And then Lonnie, Lonnie's another freak athletically, but same thing for him. He's just – he kind of gets down on himself when he makes mistakes, and you can just see it. He just gets gun-shy yeah. too. And he, he tweeted starts, he called his dad today for some Yeah, he, called his, he said he talked to his dad today. And that his dad gave him a stern talking, and that he just has to go out there and fall. <laughs> so hopefully he does. Hey, so Lonnie's only twenty-one. Dejounte's only twenty-three. Dejounte's pretty close to his ceiling already. By the time you're twenty-two, twenty-three, that's pretty much it. Dejounte's already been in the league for four years anyway. I know he missed the season with the knee injury. When, when he didn't come I, back with the jumper, that's when you knew that it just wasn't going to happen. So, he did come back with a jumper in the reg- a before better. the team. He was shooting. He was shooting fifty percent. He was shooting fifty percent from the field before the quarantine. But right now in the bubble, it's, I think he's just trying to do too much. I'm a little bit lenient. I'll give him one more year before I make my final judgment on Dejounte. So I'll give him next year. But you know, one last thing I mean, before we move say, on. Yeah. To- from the Spurs that I want to ask you, Joby, is uh, we were going and tweeting each other yesterday, and you gave me a pretty pretty interesting player comparison for one of the young guys. I think it's a legit comparison. I, I didn't say it wasn't. I didn't say it wasn't. I just want you to say it here. Ben's about to laugh it. at my face. I saw it. I didn't so, so the last young guy that's first, well, they have two other young guys, but the the young guy, the other young guy that's getting playing time right now is Keldon Johnson. Yep. He's, he's a, he's a rookie. He's, he just turned 20. He was a teenager six months ago. Um, he's six, five. He's, and he's a bigger body. He just has a big frame. He's, I said, and I was thinking about it a lot because people have been asking, I said, he's got a lot of heart into his game. Now, I'm not saying he didn't he's say like that. the playmaker that Hardy is. Hey, I'm he not saying he's the playmaker Hardy is. First I didn't hide it. I didn't hide it. Yeah, yeah, for I, sure. It's out there in the open. But, but, but he gets to the rim and he draws contact a lot. Very Harden-esque when he does that. He's a super strong kid going to the rim. Um, so he has a lot of that to his game. He's not like the most athletic. I remember him. Yeah, he's not the most athletic. Like I said, a lot like Harden. Like he doesn't, he doesn't look like he's gonna blow by you. But for whatever reason, he just gets to the rim, 
he gets the contact and he usually finishes. Um, so I think Spurs fans are really excited about him now because since Lonnie and DeJounte just haven't taken over with the way we yeah, thought they would. I'll tell you what, if you would have told me that without the context that you just told me, why the comparison of Harden, I'd have said no way. Yeah. But you're kind of right about him drawing the fouls going in the room. You, he if, is a strong kid. He you guys, is. He's 6'5", 220. So, Sounds like him and... There's a there's so, a piece of it. Yeah, it. Sounds like it. him and it's hey, it sounds like crazy. him and Derek White belong on the Rockets, man. Derek White likes to shoot threes and and Keldon Johnson needs to be mentored by the beard. All right. <laughs> I think those guys have some You all need a Keldon Johnson pass. Let's be real. The Rockets have first the Rockets have zero assets. You need a Keldon Johnson. We don't need it. So as far as offseason goes for the Spurs. DeRozan is he a free agent now coming up? He can opt he in. He can opt in. He's in the he, he, can, opt he in. can opt in if he wants. He, um, What's I the think word? a lot of people are saying, What's the what word? Like What's the word? I think he's going to do so personally. So, so the word is because of because of the Rona, the word in the in the Spurs Twitter streets is that is that he's not going to opt in because or no, I'm sorry, that he is going to opt in. I'm sorry, that he is going to opt in. Because of how how nobody knows what's going to happen with the cap, and this is like sure. a guaranteed twenty seven million that he's going to have. That's the word. Well, not bad for this uh, I think that makes. I a lot don't of like sense. it personally, but it makes sense for think, him financially. I don't think he'll stay. I think he's pretty competitive, and I think he's going to want to maybe go towards a contender. I think the Spurs are still a little ways away from being a contender. I think we're shifting towards the young guys. We're going to see Lamarcus kind of shuffle out in the next year or two. Uh, Demar, hopefully, uh, not hopefully, because I do like Demar Derozan. Ooh. Don't get me wrong; I think he gets a lot of unnecessary hate from Spurs fans. I like him personally. He's the leader that we kind of need right now, just because we don't have anybody else, and he's that guy there. He's a calming kind of just always even keel kind of guy. That's what I like about Demar Derozan. He's not the best three-point shooter. That's never really been his game. I know that's been a lot of he's cause not, of a lot of ire. He's not close. He's not. He's not a three-point shooter at all. Yeah, he's he not a three-point shoot shooter at all. Exactly. He, that's not his game, though. It never has been Roland, his game. He's Roland, always been a guy that operates in in the mid-range. What's up, Roland? Are you saying that in the the stretch that the Spurs are in, the spot that they're in right now, where obviously they're shifting more towards the young guys, um, they can possibly still compete for a playoff spot? We're seeing, um, but no title aspirations until obviously. No. Some players get better no. or you draft somebody else. So what you're saying is DeMar's kind of that guy just to be the vet on the team? Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And I mean and that's the, the disconnect a, I think consistent, with he's a lot of the most consistent bucket on that yeah, team. Yeah, and, and I think that's the disconnect with a lot of Spurs fans, in my opinion, from what I've seen. And a lot of it is just because we've been at the top of the basketball world since nineteen ninety nine, essentially, uh, with yeah. uh, Tim Duncan. And now that we're kind of not we're in this weird um, transitional phase you know it's easy to point out the best player on the team and say hey we're not winning because you're our best player which I can agree with too but I also just don't think it's an, an absolute knock on DeMar DeRozan you know like it's obvious yeah a lot of teams aren't going to win with LaMarcus Aldridge as your number one or your number two same thing for DeMar DeRozan I think DeMar DeRozan can be a good number two or maybe a number three at this point in his career on a championship contender. De DeMar DeRozan or Chris Middleton? 
Shoot, that's a good question because I like to talk shit about Chris Middleton. Uh, I'd go, I'd, I'd go to Rosen. I'd go to Rosen. Oh man, uh, I'd, I'd go Middleton. I think I'd go Middleton too because he can shoot and he's tall. Only because of his ability to space the floor. Only okay. his ability to space the floor. But that's that's a tough one. That, that's a good one. Toronto, like Toronto had it right. Toronto had it right. They were putting really good shooters and versatile people a la the Warriors who could switch like one through four defenders, right? And that's what you have to do. And the Spurs just, they don't have that right now. Yeah, they, they don't, don't have, have guys who, who, who are great, who are like super great defensively to cover up for DeMar. If he's on the floor, the defense is going to take a hit. He's a terrible defender. Jobs, but is it also like Pop's uh, unwillingness, I would say unwillingness to to adapt to the new NBA? Uh, they, they, they don't have shooters. That's the yeah. thing about it. Like, DeJounte isn't a three-point shooter. But, yeah, but like, I mean, DeJounte's well, not a three-point shooter. But following you, it just seemed like everybody that you followed and everybody who you were having conversations on Twitter with, Spurs-wise everybody was on the same page that just the young guys needed to get playing time. And it was going to be just as competitive as the roster that pop was throwing out there. It would have been, yeah, I think had they done this from the beginning of the season, I think they would have gotten a couple more games. I'm not saying they'd be like in a playoff position, but I think they'd be where Memphis is right now. Um, they'd be the eight seed. Yeah, I think so. Well, that's a uh, yeah. I mean, you know, like right there, Maybe like right the there seven. on the cusp. But, you know, this roster this roster is not what they intended it to be, obviously. Right? Kawhi hijacked mm-hmm. the roster, and he, they, just, mm-hmm. they just put it together on a whim, right? It wasn't, this wasn't the plan. So, you know, um, Kawhi could space the floor. They, had, they still had Danny Green. That's another guy who could space the floor, although Danny's not doing too hot right now. But, um, you we know, about with the – yeah, with with Demar, you need shooters, um, and they just don't have that many, or at least they don't have that many who can shoot and play D. Because if they put Patty and Bryn out there and Marco out there like they were doing no during defense. the year, yeah. there's zero defense, absolutely none. They're the worst defense in the league when those guys are on the floor, and, and so they're just—that's not their fault. They're just small. But before we or move on from the Spurs, I just want to ask one question because I kind of stuck up for this guy a little bit. I thought he also got a lot of unnecessary hate from Spurs fans. Do you think Bryn Forbes gets the, I guess, necessary hate, too much hate, or just enough? It's too much. It's too much, and I'm also in there on that. He's I get on, on the Twitter streets. He's a part of it. And I, get, and I, and I curse. I got, and I curse Bryn through. I got killed one time. I commented on He's somebody's like, post, you. and like a bunch <laughs> of these people just started commentating on me and saying that I was an idiot. I'm like, come yeah, on. He's the only guy so here's, it's just Spurs fans aren't very realistic. We're we're very spoiled. Sounds like okay? every fan base, though, bro. Yeah, or every not realistic. The thing about it with Bryn is if you if you leave it in normal context and you look at it like a like a human being, he's an undrafted kid who shoots damn near forty percent from three, like regularly. Now that's all he can do. But that's pretty legit for an it undrafted is. kid. It is. He he's gonna have he's gonna have a ten year NBA career doing that. He won't be with the Spurs Gosh. next year, but so you know, 
he doesn't deserve that much hate. He's just he's just not a defender. It's not his game, right? He's it's gonna hit shots, and that's all he's gonna do. You have hey, to have capable defenders out with him. Last one before we move on. Just a quick uh, quick question: uh, Who leaves first, Aldridge or DeRozan? DeRozan. Who's uh, obviously Guaranteed. the Spurs are gonna trade try to trade Aldridge, though, right? I'm I'm not I I gotta be honest with you. Portland I think rumors? they want. We can, we can transition here. Some Portland rumors. Aldridge I don't think I don't I don't think they're gonna do it. I don't think they'd make that deal with Portland. I think they want LA to stick around, especially because he was the more willing shooter. Before the quarantine, he was taking like four or five threes a game and he was actually hitting like thirty-eight percent. Um or even better. I'm not I haven't I'm not sure, but but he was the willing shooter. Um DeMar and the the DeMar's contract just doesn't line up this way. LA still got, I think, another two years. He's got this year, yeah. another year, and then he's a free agent. Um, DeMar's, you know, he's got to opt in. So uh, I think DeMar's going to opt in, but I think if they could do a sign and trade for DeMar, I think they'll do it. All right. Well, so, trans- um, transitioning to the Blazers, bro. They, they play right now, coming up here soon against the Denver Nuggets. Um, I hope the they race- lose. That yeah, that's pretty much yeah, so, the last but, hope here. You need a loss. So the battle for the the eight and the nine seed, really. Um, I think we we all kind of made some picks. Uh, who did you, uh, you pick, Ben? You were on the Grizzlies, right? I had the to Grizzlies the staying in, and damn it, boy, I'm scratching yeah, my collar. <laughs> hey, I took the Blazers. I, I I like the way they look right now. I I think I think I mentioned they just had the most talent out of any of the contending teams to, to make, a, make a little bit run for sure. So that's kind of how I based my pick, but I will say was not right on everything because I completely kind of, I dissed the Spurs. I only gave okay. them uh, two out of the eight games to win and they've already won. Yeah, I two. know you did. I said, yeah. I said at least yeah. four and four. Yeah. They, they, which is where we're trending right now. <laughs> they, I said they were going to go two and six and they're already two and two and they the should, jazz are well sitting everybody tomorrow. So that's a win. So yeah, I'm Are already wrong. Really? I think I'm already wrong. Yeah, on the so. Gobert, Conley, Ingles—they're all out tomorrow. Wow, and that's, that's because the the race for the four five, the four and five seed also in the West is right now the the Jazz are the four, uh, the the what? Thunder are the five, and we're the six because we we have one less game played. Okay, but hang on, real sec, real quick. What does it fucking matter? There, nobody has home court anyway. Yeah, They're all in Orlando. It's, it's the matchups. It's matchup. You, it's only matchups. You, you want to play the Jazz first round. You want to. Who wants to? Everybody wants to. As a Rockets, as a Rockets fan, we need to do everything in our. I think that we could take the Thunder, but goddamn, that you're not a- taking the Thunder. We'll you're take not. The- so no, you, you're not. So Ben, you don't want to play the Jazz. I mean, I mean you don't want to play the Nuggets in the three, the six. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that, and that would also set us up with a second round matchup against uh, the Lakers because it, they would get the lowest seed, which you would think would have to be the Rockets at the six. But bro, I'd rather play the Jazz than the than the Nuggets. I mean, it's all right. You don't, you don't want you don't want to see the Thunder pass. No, I agree. Out of the out of the three teams, I would take the Jazz. I would take the Nuggets. Then I would take the Thunder. 
I don't even think you want the Nuggets with the way MP, MPJ's going off. Come on, bro. Who's going to guard? Who do you have that's going to guard him? He's going off on the Spurs. Joby, we're not talking about the Spurs anymore. We moved he on. went off against uh, – who did he have? 30? He had 37 against the the Thunder. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. But, Jobs, we're not worried. What do you mean that's we, fine? Like, that's we, like oh, that's not going to happen to us. No, but, but when our record against the Nuggets, we just tend to get Jokic off the floor with the pace that the game is played at. That's usually how it ends up going. The only reason why I'm kind of not wanting to play the Nuggets, why they wouldn't be my first choice over the Jazz, is because they are deep, and the coach does play a lot of the players. Uh, the bench players on the Thund- on the Nuggets are gritty as hell, bro. And I think that that's something that we struggle with because of how relaxed Harden and Westbrook tend to play at times and how lackadaisical they get with passes. It ends up with bench players like the Nuggets guys who go balls to the wall the whole time they're in the game, making it competitive. But Jamal Murray and Jokic can't beat the Rockets? No. In a series, MPJ can beat the Rockets. Come on, bro. Yeah, I think I would favor the Nuggets in that series. Well, I would take the Nuggets. They're the three seeds, so they would be. I would take the Nuggets. Sure. But I the other thing is, other you have no one that can guard. Who's been playing good for the Nuggets too? Is uh, well, that's MPJ. That's MPJ. Oh, I thought he was talking about no, Bull Bull. Like Bull Bull wouldn't see the floor against the Rockets. Who cares about Bull Bull? No, he just got some hype in the scrimmage game. We're not disrespect Bull Bull like that, Joby. All right. Relax. He would get some playing time against other teams. The scrimmage well, let me just, god. The scrimmage god. Yeah, he got some yeah, some high of scrimmages. <laughs> He's decent. Y'all gotta, I, I saw really that entire like game. Portland game the other day, Pap. Y'all need to do something different because that shit ain't working. Y'all starters, in the 58 minutes that you've been back, you could easily be 0-3. Y'all starters, offensive rating 105, be- defensive rating 115, for a net rating of negative nine point seven. Nice. In the, in the record. On the floor. But we're the only ones playing basketball. Two and we're the two only and one. Playing Could easily be zero and three. Where you let it fly sixty times a game from the three point line, and that's how you get out rebounded by twenty eight rebounds and still beat the biggest team in the NBA in the Milwaukee Bucks. That's how it happens. They're not the biggest. The Bucks are the biggest team in the league, bro. With the, two the, the, nuggets, the Nuggets are. Oh, yeah, with Bo Bo. But, yeah. right? with, no, with, with Porter Jr. and Millsap Jokic. and Jokic. And uh, Mason Plumley. Plumley gets some playing time in there, too. Yeah. So My, my, uh, my question to Roland uh, off air was how many of these teams do we expect to dribble up court, slow it down? feed it into their post, and try taking advantage of the size mismatch for most of the game. Who's going to be that disciplined, get out of their offense, and try trading two for three every possession and and count on a guy like Nurkic? I thought Nurkic was going to have 30 or 40 on us. He was just missing so many bunnies. Like Guys are going to have to be making little hook shots. It's not going to always be dunks or layups. You know what I mean? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the... The problem the Rockets have is that what happens, or maybe teams don't. Let's say you play James, you play James straight up, and you just tell James to do it all himself. Who He's not going to hit every Who shot. Who does that? Who does that now? Nobody does that exactly. Nobody does, does that. that so, so, so you do what Portland did the other night. You trap James. He gets rid of it, and you tell all the rest of the guys, "Hey, load up. Hit you shoot shots. as many threes as you want." And and if they're 
if if they play their averages, they're going to only yeah. hit thirty five percent. And I think that's going to be their that's going to be their ultimate downfall. Of six and is good. That, that's zero be their rebounds. They're, they're zero go rebounds in a series. It's shooting so like easy that. to defend the Rockets. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's so easy, Joby. Oh, half of those threes were wide open. How is it that easy? A wide That's open the shot point. They were wide open by design. Bro, a wide open shot to an NBA player is not easy to defend. You would think, and they missed a lot of because, them. Because people, because people are going to start letting games. Russell Westbrook. People are going to start letting Russell games Westbrook Against the Bucks, they were going in, and what happened? Oh, yeah. No, I, I think so. I, and I made the comment the other day, too, on Twitter is that, you know, teams are bailing Russell Westbrook out by giving him the middle of the lane and letting him drive in and, and dish it. Just let him shoot. Give him the Ben Simmons treatment. He obviously does not want to shoot the, th the three ball. But what I was trying to say That's is I think true. the Rockets and, and Ben and I were talking about it earlier um, is, yes, they, they are a volume three point shooting team, but they are not a good three point shooting team. And I think that's going to ultimately be their downfall in the, over the course of a playoff series. Uh, I think they can get hot. I think they can win a first-round series, but push come to shove when they play that one or two seed wherever they depend or wherever they land, they're going to end up losing. I, I think the Clippers, if they end up in the five seed or what, whatever would rank them going up against the Clippers in the next round, in the seven, they would... That would be... If, if we... If we got the if we got the the four okay. or the three, okay, we would yeah, play the exactly. Clippers. Right now we're set up to play the Lakers in the second round, which is the matchup that I want. So I think the Clippers would match up well with the Rockets. I think I would give the Rockets a chance against the Lakers because I do think they present some problems out on the perimeter with just the amount of guys that they have lining up going four or four and one or I mean a four wide and, and one in the post or five. Um, on, a, on the perimeter and zero in the post. I think that presents some problems for the Lakers, but uh, ultimately, you know, the, the Rockets, they're shooting a lot of threes right now, but I just don't think they're going to hit out a clip to where they're going to threaten anybody uh, to win the title uh, right now, unless they just go on a crazy streak, but they don't have... Well, that's and again, fair. Yeah, I just... It. That's fair. And jump shooting teams, uh, unless you're named the Golden State Warriors, um, you're, you're going to end up going cold more times than not, so... And 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 I didn't pick the Rockets to win. Oh, yeah. the no, I didn't say you, you know did either. I mean? Yeah, I yeah. think that it's a matchup nightmare for us as soon as we play the Clippers. I've been saying that for the past episodes, but there are certain teams. The Lakers have failed to score 102 out of the four games in the bubble. There's just certain teams that we're going to give trouble because of how much we're going to score. And the Lakers right now haven't been shooting the best from downtown at all. Like for sure. You know, who's their best three point shooter? The Lakers. We we're saying it's either Kuzma or AD, and that's KCP. and that's not good. KCP, no, I, yeah. I, I like our chances. That's true. So, I mean. All right, well, let's bring it to the East real quick. I want to talk about the two top teams yeah. over there. So we're doing some Western talk. Who's a stronger team at the moment, the Raptors or the Bucks? I think you still got to give the benefit of the doubt to the Bucks. I think they, they still have the best record in the NBA. They still have the – Front runner for the MVP and Giannis, and I think they're the deepest team um, in the East. But I will say, I think the the Raptors they have experience with beating uh, the Bucks last year. Uh, granted, they had Kawhi Leonard, but I, I think they kind of have a formula, and and they also are a pretty deep team as well. So I think the Raptors are a definite threat uh, to the Bucks. Uh, but I would just say the Bucks are probably still the best right now, uh, in my opinion. Anybody think Jones. different than that? 
Uh, I like the Raptors. I don't trust. I don't trust Giannis. Um, especially, I mean, Bledsoe's still not playing, right? Uh, minutes restriction. He, they're yeah. uh, bringing him yeah, back he's in. He's playing already. He's playing already. So, so right now, the Bucks with their current starting lineup, they're lining it up. Their offensive rating is 142. Um, but as soon as you bring another guy who's not a reliable shooter like a Bledsoe on the floor. It shrinks the floor, and Giannis is going to have the ball in his hand. They're going to dare him to shoot. He's not going to hit him. Toronto's the best defensive team in the league uh, next to OKC. They're holding – their defensive rating right now, their starters, is 72 per 100 possessions. That's, That's insane. Yeah. Uh, Nick Nurse – and a lot of people think Nick Nurse is a legit – Legit NBA oh, coach. There's arguments legit. that he's the best coach out there. There is arguments. Yeah. So if if Toronto and Milwaukee meet again, I'm taking the Raptors, even though they so, don't have the star power. And and okay. w- the other thing that I like about the Raptors, because I I mean I'm still I'm still riding the Heat. I like the Heat as far as matching up with everybody. I think that they've been playing well. But as far as the Raptors and the and the Bucks, I gotta agree with and go with the Raptors based off of experience and. I like Siakam on Giannis. I like it. Um, I think that he's fast enough to move with him. He's long enough to to really make it as difficult as maybe just Bam out of Bayou is the only other guy. Bam out of Bayou is the other guy that I could think that could give Giannis a difficult time. But I like the Siak- Siakam matchup against Giannis. And then the, the uh, they have a couple of guys. Serge Ibaka Anu- is Anubi. also. OG Anubi. Yeah, OG Anubi and Serge Ibaka is also a very viable option to meet Giannis yeah. in the they have They have a ton of bodies to throw at, so at Giannis. They can switch you, it up as much as they want. So somebody offered you a bet today to uh, pick who's coming out of the East. Neither of you would pick the, the Bucks. I'm not taking the Bucks. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm sure I can find good value on Toronto to win the East. I might take that. Like right now, I'll, I'm not 100% sold on the Bucks coming out of the East, but just answering the question, who I think the better team is, I still do think it's the Bucks in a playoff series. Though, I'm not willing to say or put money on them to beat the Raptors, the Celtics, or maybe even the Heat. I think they all they have trouble with all three of those teams. Uh, I don't think the Celtics necessarily have somebody to match up with Giannis one on one. I think probably their best option is Jalen Brown. Yeah. Lean him up, at which point I think uh, Giannis will take him out um, ultimately. But, man, the, the formula, I think, is still out on Giannis, man. Just don't. Roland. I, I, was, I, was so, I was tripping out so hard when I, I forgot what game I was watching, but they were closing out on Giannis like he was going to kill him from the three-point line. Do, do, yeah. do not close out that hard on him. It's just that simple. Just give him the perimeter, and you're going to be okay. I think that's what we saw in the playoff series last year against the Raptors. They just packed the paint against him, built a wall, and dared the other guys to beat him. And that's one why I said earlier today that uh, Chris Middleton, you're not going to win anything with him as your number two. So Giannis, he's going to be in the Bay pretty soon. I'm saying that right now. He might. He's not sticking around with Chris Middleton as his number two. I don't think something's going to change. Roland, I know you had uh, something about. Harden and Giannis going on in yeah. the topics. Uh, yeah, to I do want to talk about it just because the little bite or the little sound bite from James Harden is probably the greatest sound bite of all time. 
I'm just I'm just talking shit about another player, another active player. I don't think I've seen another player talk crap that openly about it. Granted, James Harden was not the one that started it. It was Giannis that started this whole crap uh, shit talking with the um, the, the All Star game, saying that he was looking for James Harden to to get matched up on because he's the worst defensive player, or whatever. Well, blah, blah, blah. What was the game plan? Give the ball to whoever Harden's yeah, guarding. Yeah, give the ball to whoever Harden's guarding, and then he also said he skipped him in the. He the picked pick out Lowry over Yeah, there. exactly. He skipped him and said that he wants guys that are going to pass the ball. Like th- Those are completely unnecessary comments in my opinion. I mean, granted, they're probably just having some friendly banter, but it got the ire of James Harden. And in that Rachel Nichols interview, he was like, man, I wish I could be seven feet tall and just run around with no skill and dunk around or, and dunk on everybody. He's like, I actually I have to learn how to play the game of basketball. I, I take a lot of pride in that. Um, so I, I actually kind of agree with what James Harden's saying. Not that I don't think that Giannis is an unskillful player, but I do think a lot of Giannis's uh, success is because he's six foot eleven and can run like a freaking horse, and, and nobody can really stick with that. So, I don't know. yeah, and James Harden, hey, James Harden beat him up twice. And that uh, the game on the line, the game on the line, exactly, and, and made him look pretty foolish. Also, he got the matchup that he wanted. He got the matchup that he wanted, and Giannis tried bailing out, and he ended up turning over the ball. Twice. I got bad news for you, Pep. You're not going to see Giannis unless you get to the finals, and that's not going to happen. So, well, good. I don't want to see Giannis. It's all for not. Yes, you do. The Rockets <laughs> would beat the Bucks. But but you also said Giannis isn't getting there. So, I mean, I he's wouldn't see him there. there. Yeah, he's not yeah. getting there either. So, so I but, guess the whole point of me putting that uh, in the, the uh, little topics is, do you think there's any credence to what James Harden said? Or yeah, do you think that, he was just that's blown? What, yeah. That's what you mean. Yeah. So, do you guys Gian, agree? Giannis, Giannis is – Giannis is uh, – he's like – honestly, he's like skinny Shaq. Somebody said this the other day. He's like skinny Shaq in Orlando with a better handle. It's really what he is. Let think me about tell it. you what somebody, I'm not going to name a name. I'm going to keep him anonymous because you might not have a sports conversation with him after I tell you some of these takes. I just want to know if y'all agree with the comparison as far as calling him unskilled because offensively he just drives and dunks. Somebody said that was LeBron up until year two of Miami oh my offensively. God. Not, offensively, no, not even close. Offensively, not even close. offensively, that LeBron only had one move up until that second year in Miami. He scored 28 points straight against the Pistons in his second year. I think, Ben, you brought up that example when we were talking about this pre-production. I mean, you don't do that just driving to the bucket. He was hitting shots all over Chauncey Billups. Yeah, and Bron, Bron, had a, Bron had a fairly reliable jumper. Giannis does not. Yeah. And and that was even dating back to the Cavs days. Like, yeah, it got better, but the whole his whole argument based on this skill thing was that series against the Mavs. That was the whole predicate of it. Like he couldn't even post up Jason Kidd or JJ Barea in the fourth. Well, that series against the Mavs was more mental for him. It, yeah, it was. It, and he even came out and said it publicly and said, you know, yeah, it was more mental for him. It was D Wade's team. The, the same person gave me the take that Russell Westbrook is weak-minded. Uh, he's probably too strong-minded, and that's probably, like, the worst yeah, thing. He's worse. a bull. He's now, a bull. Take- now you, now you understand that. why he I is. didn't name the person who said these takes. You might never have a sports conversation with them again. All right? Is this my boy, Dukes? 
He, hey, no names, no names, no names, no names. It's your boy. It's your shout boy. out, shout out to listen to this. You it's your boy, but not Dukes, not Dukes. Boy. I, I would check Dukes before he started saying anything like that. I'd be like, hey, Dukes, Dukes, relax. You're out of line. You're out of line. You're out of line, bro. You've had too many. But but even when we compare the the whole Hardison, <laughs> Harden versus Giannis with the skill thing, I mean, you got Harden. A lot of people say that the whole foul thing does, you know, it's not much skill just scoring all your points from the free throw line. Although some skill does come into drawing those fouls, but then, you know, he he padded in that step back. The step back is is where it is in the NBA right now because of of him bringing it to relevance. So. I would have to agree, honestly, as far as the whole skill and not skill thing. I mean, Giannis is he Shaq with handles is is the comparison. It's not what he is before year seven. It's Shaq with handles. That's the comparison. Like go go back and watch some of those highlights of Shaq uh, in Orlando, like in year one, two, three. So he, sometimes he would get the rebound and he would just take off. He would lead the break, uh-huh. and that's. And then that's yeah. basically what Giannis does. And then, and then Shaq gained all the weight. And then he was like, you know what? I'm just going to dominate the paint. But that's what that's that's the kind of those are the kind of stats Giannis puts up. Occasionally he hits a jumper. Occasionally. Just don't close out hard on Giannis. Just don't do it. It yeah. pains me when that's I see that. That's the reason why. Like honestly, I don't trust the Bucks. In the that's, in the playoffs, you got to hit shots. The floor gets shrinked. He's not. They're not going to do it. It's when when you see a guy airballing jumpers, bro. Like it's it's just free throws. Like, and and it happens often. It ha- not, I mean, more. I'm not even gonna say rarely, but it happens often that he airballs completely, whether it's from three or from the free throw line. Three three point shot to win the game. Your life is on the line. Who would you rather have take the shot, Giannis or Ben Simmons? Oh, <laughs> oh, I think I would take goodness. Giannis in that one. He's more comfortable. Uh, Wait, 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 so can I can I get like can each of them get like ten attempts? Uh yeah, ten attempts. Who do you think's gonna oh, hit? Okay. Die, I'll take Giannis. Simmons, Simmons at this point, I think he's finally if hitting some have, shots. If they, they have my life in their hands, I want them to have more than just one attempt. <laughs> <laughs> if it's just one attempt, I mean just give me the yeah, game. Just, just, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's that's like, I'll just I'll myself. What's been, give, y'all's, give, give yeah, the What's been y'all's biggest surprise of the bubble? TJ TJ Buckets. TJ Buckets. The, the, I, hey, he, when he had the Kawhi cornrows, bro, you knew he meant business. Like nobody <laughs> wants If people are still wearing their hair like that, it's because they get buckets, all right? Nah, you, you know what none of us said, though? The Suns. Nobody said anything about the Suns. We have it here. Rolling foot. Devin Booker. Oh, you did? Okay. Devin Booker. The Suns are now 4-0 in the bubble. My biggest surprise is still the Spurs. I, I didn't think they were going to come out very competitive. And They're 2-2. They that's, that's on brand for this season. Yeah, yeah Joe, but they but should be 4-0, though. That's well, the thing. That, they could have been. Yeah. yeah. My, my, uh, my, biggest. my biggest surprise is probably how bad the, the Jazz have looked and how bad the Pelicans have looked would be another one. I mean, Grizzlies, too. Well, but the Grizzlies have an excuse, man. I mean, Jaron Jackson injured and out. I mean, they they obviously hadn't won a game before that either, right? They should have beaten the Spurs. There was no excuse there. Um, But John Morant hasn't been been looking too hot, right? 
Still I kind of but... feel bad for I was, Zion. I was real wrong about the Blazers. I didn't think it was going to be... Yo, the Blazers. Yeah, the, the Blazers, that's the one loss that the Rockets had, and, man, they just wanted it more, bro. They played like they needed it. Like, you know, they played with the desperation. And the whole thing about the nine seed having a series with the eight seed was because Dame said, I'm not going out there if I don't have a chance to make the playoffs. So they added all these kinks. And it, it was, I mean, to help the Blazers and Zion, both. Let's be honest. It that wasn't was all chance. just Dame's yeah. doing in the Eastern Conference, it's out of the picture. Like the playoffs are set, the Wizards are, the Always Wizards really drop can. down to a lower record than a team that's not even in the bubble, bro. <laughs> the Hornets. Well, the Hornets. The Hornets <laughs> land see tomorrow. That today? Yeah, the Hornets land tomorrow in Florida, and the Wizards are going back to the capital. They wouldn't mind that. They want to get out of there. That that's yeah, pretty bad. Um, I need I, I need the I need the Spurs to resign Davis. I know, man. I, I've said it maybe like two podcasts already that I'm, I'm still mad at that. More, which one was it, Joby? Was it Marcus or Markeith that screwed over the Spurs? I, I keep on confusing. The Knicks one. Marcus. Dumb man. The one that should have Bird. The one that's trying with the Clippers. So Clippers, stupid. Marcus. Clippers, Morris. He is the better one of the two, also. Yeah, they're both yeah I still hate him too. But yeah, I hate him too. I'm pissed off about that still. Um, but yeah, let's. Do you want to talk a little bit about Devin Booker and the and the Sun? Let's, let me just give you a last yeah. score update before that. Twenty-one twenty, Blazers up on the Nuggets. Almost going to be in the yes. third. Come on, Nuggets, pull it out. Right, uh, so we got the, the, what do you all make of uh, them benching? You know, a lot of these teams benching players, like we said. Um, don't do you think that some teams need to get in rhythm because they haven't looked so good in the bubble? Do you think that that's rhythm and shape get their legs back? I the, mean, the, the Lakers rhythm. need to figure something out. The Lakers need to figure something out. Their starting unit cannot score. It's awful. Their starting unit has like the worst offensive rating since they've been back of any starters. I think it's like at seventy. It's awful. Uh, they just don't have any shooting. I've been, uh, I've been trying Dan, to have Green. I've been trying to have a serious convo with Lakers fan too, Joe's, because it's they just been pretty much saying we have the number one seed wrapped up with these games. They don't matter. Like, what are they for? But it's the the product doesn't look that good, man. And it, it, they've been playing like it. They're, I think they need to get into a rhythm. They're going to see the Blazers in round one, and the Blazers are going to push them. Not Beal. Not Beal. I, I don't think that the Blazers. Think no. No. Yeah. But but I do see a six a six game series. Rather than what was going to be a sweep, than what was going to be a sweep against the Grizzlies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. I I think that the Lakers need to play, and I mean, AD is playing today. Braun is sitting, but they got a mesh, man. They got to see where Waiters likes the ball. Some. And in general, too, though, like just outside of the Lakers, I I do think a lot of this, the maintenance on on the players, I think it's absolutely necessary. Like you don't want to, you know, take a four month break and then run everybody into the ground. Like they're they're gonna need some rest, you know. It's kind of tough, um, kind of weighing what to do. But you know, just Please, circling back yeah. to the lake. I, I don't know. I'm kind of for it. I, I don't think you want to push these guys right right off the bat and kind of get got to get into a rhythm. But the okay. Lakers are in a precarious situation because they have locked up the number one seed two games into the eight game little uh, seeding games. So I do think they have an opportunity to work some of these guys in that are role players and determine who's going to be on their short list of the lineup. Because you know the lineups shrink in the playoffs. You're only running with a eight-man lineup maybe. 
So they're they're trying to find who who these next three guys are going to be. So and I don't think it's solidified for them yet. Well, they're going to run into the Blazers, and the Blazers are going to are going to be going full speed, all out, super right. intense, super competitive, every single game in the bubble. Yeah, true. Uh, Very true. They're going to come into that that opening. They'll steal game one. They'll push it to six or seven, easy. That's why they're the, the Blazers in a gonna, weird situation, locking it the up. Blazers so are going to push them. The Lakers need to need to figure something out. And then we remember the Blazers were the ones that spoiled, you know, what was the first game back after the passing of Kobe. You remember that Rachel Nichols interview, like, how do you feel about when she asked Dame, how do you feel about beating them on the night where they were remembering Kobe? Like, like what a, type of question is? Yeah, what, that's what, a weird question. What are you asking? What do you want, what do you want me that to do? That was an ESPN question. It's an ESPN yeah, question. Yeah, that right? was an ESPN question. That's that type of shit right there. Yeah. So I'm going to read the Suns' remaining games here because they are far enough since returning. They got the Heat, the Thunder, the Sixers, and then the Mavericks. A tough schedule. Sign me up for 8-0, and o, baby. I mean, they took out the Clippers. We said Paul George just gets shots hit on him. He couldn't have played better defense besides blocking it on that one. I took out the Pacers. Yeah. And yeah, yeah and Booker. Yeah. Big time. Uh, Had a close one against the Mavericks. And DeAndre Ayton's really good also, man. Well, he DeAndre was the number one pick for a reason, Pep. Yeah, the Suns no, can be no, a problem know, next year. That mid-range jumper, is it's automatic, bro. The Suns are putting Wet. a nice team together. Yeah, Wet. it's very consistent. Uh, yeah, uh, the Suns might spoil my Spurs party. What's, uh, what's Devin Booker's ceiling? Well, I'm gonna read this. What's Devin Booker's ceiling to you guys? Do you think he's a... That is ceiling. His, this is no, his is. ceiling is leaving the Suns. That his that's his ceiling. <laughs> so do you see, to, yeah. like, what I'm trying to say is, do you see a scoring title in his future? Do you see an MVP in his future? Ooh, do you see any of those uh, things in his future? That's kind of what I'm trying to ask. I, I think I think he can be a number two on a championship team. I, I think, think had he gone to the Lakers, which were rumored that they were trying to make it happen prior to the season, I think that would have shored up a title. Um, for damn sure. Like, the dude can create his own shot, and he's just knocked down from three. Like He's not going he's not, he's not to win an MVP in Phoenix. They're never going to win enough games. Um, but even if he left, Job, like, what, what type of place would, would you – Chicago? Yeah, do, you think he, do you think he'll be Chicago a top-ten player throughout no. his career? No. If he goes to Chicago – what is Chicago? Phoenix North? No, it's awful. Um, man. He's a number two on a good team. I, I, yeah, I agree with you, Ben. He's a number two on a legit team. He's a, He could be a number two on a title team. Um, he's a multiple-time All-Star. Um, I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll ever – I don't think he'll – I don't think he's going to be a scoring champion. I don't I think, think he could be a scoring champion. I think he can be a scoring if, champion. Let's say you match him up if with he the Giannis. Stays, what there you go. If he if he ends up in like Milwaukee, or Middleton. Like that, then then now the now the Bucks are a real real contender because you know they can they can do their five out with Giannis at the center. They have enough shooting with him and Middleton around Giannis. Now you can't build the wall on Giannis. You have to play him straight up um, because he's going to kick it out to one of those guys and they're going to knock it down. The other thing I would think. Uh, what if you put him with Embiid? I think that's a better matchup than what Embiid has with Simmons right now too, because they have trade, spacing trade problems. Simmons for trade Simmons for fucking Devin about? Booker. Thanking out for Devin Booker. Booker. Yeah. If I'm sure Embiid that, would be happy. About that, that would be 
the Sixers are going to want to do a deal because everybody in Philly is going to be screaming at Elton Brand that this didn't work, and it's not going to work. They're not. They're going to get. They're going to get taken out in like the first round. Well, Simmons dislocated his kneecap. And oh yeah, out. that too. Yeah, so he's out. So so all, all the tanking for if, nothing. If the Suns and the Sixers do a deal, that would be super beneficial for both sides because oh. Simmons in Phoenix makes a lot of sense, and Booker in in Philly makes yeah. a lot of sense. It gives Embiid the floor spacer he needs. But, Shoot, but Embiid so spaces Simmons, the floor more than Simmons. It's crazy. Simmons in Phoenix wouldn't be what he is with Embiid. It's just him and Aiton, wouldn't it be the same thing? It'd be the same thing. There's no spacing. He's, yeah, he's just a bigger Ricky Rubio. Yeah, yeah. So they have. So they. I mean, they would have to figure out what they would do with Rubio, unless you keep Rubio. I don't know how the or who would you just play unless Simmons they do it the straight floor. up. You play him at the four, chill, bro. Fuck it. I mean, that's his size. He's a he's a power forward. Just I put mean, him down I guess defensively he could guard whoever. But do you want to yeah. have him? Rubio can stay on the point guard? I guess that's true. Yeah, but well, that's what I'm saying. If they keep Rubio, like let's say you do it straight up, Booker for Simmons. And so now you have uh, Simmons, Rubio, Aiton. Those are three high-quality defenders. Basically, what you're going to say is like, fuck it. We're not going to score. We're just going to shut you down. And that's basically what the Thunder are doing right now. They don't. The Thunder's offense isn't great, but they're playing great defense. They got that point guard. I, I, I would like, a, I would like a Miami to trade some assets for Devin Booker. Devin Booker out of Bio and Butler. I think, that nice wins, combo. I think that wins you a title. Trade Tyler Hero, give him none. Some draft picks. I like uh, Tyler Harrow on the Heat. I, I like Tyler like, Harrow. Uh, Duncan Robinson. I, I give him. Too. I mean, Tyler Harrow might be might be Booker. He's you, pretty much yeah. the same. He could be. He could be. He has he, that kind plus, of game in him too. Plus, I mean, I, I like what Miami has right now. I think Miami. Uh, dark horse. They're my dark horse. Yeah, they're they're there. They could be there. They probably just need yeah. a better bench. Yeah, Duncan Robinson has been lights out, man. Jimmy hasn't Duncan been Robinson. unconscious. Duncan, Duncan Robinson, Robinson is shoot. Duncan Robinson is Clay Thompson East. That's what he is. Yeah. He's just not the defender, but he could. Somebody, I saw, I was watching that game against the Celtics the other night. Somebody was in his jersey, and this dude just drained yeah, he's, it. He's one of those guys that a lot he's of legit. Teams, uh, and it was like what Bogdanovich was for the Jazz, and it's what they're missing—a guy that could shoot on the move, like. Catch the ball like J.J. Redick. Shoot shifting sideways, you know, because you have a clear look. That's all you need. But you can shoot on the move, and that's what Duncan Robinson is as well. Unconscious. Duncan Robinson should have been a spur. Why is he not a spur with the name <laughs> Duncan Robinson? That's what Makes everybody's no saying about Porter Jr., man. The Knicks Makes fans no are shooting themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. But he take, had a lot of uncertainty around right, him coming Devin into the Knox, NBA. Taking Devin I got another question for you guys. Now that we've seen half of the bubble go by, uh, as far as final predictions, do you have a different final prediction than when we started the bubble? And uh, what are y'all looking towards the rest of the bubble, the last four games? I'm, mm. I'm looking to get matched up with the Jazz. I, that's pretty much all I care about. That's, bro. that's all you need. That no, is finals, the finals. all, all the you... finals. I still got the Clippers. I know their bubble hasn't been the best. Tough loss to to Devin Booker, but. Montrez is is coming back, and Montrez gives that team him and Patrick Beverly yeah. give that team the energy that they need. Um, so I'm still I'm, I'm going I'm going Clippers Heat 
Finals. That's my pick. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm not changing much. I know I said um, I had the Trailblazers making the eight seed. I think so far through four games, it looks like they have probably the best chance of getting that eight seed, whether they end up in the nine in that play-in series or they end up in the eight and still in the whatever. But I I think they're going to end up in that eight seed. Um, And then the other thing that I think I had, I had the Clippers also coming out of the West. I'm sticking with the Clippers. And the Celtics, man, I I want to change my dark horse team from them to the Raptors, but and the reason why I'll say that is because the the clip the hard. Celtics the Celtics offer no resistance in the in the post whatsoever. I mean, Daniel Thice is their main big man. And you're not going to win. And Cantor, you're not going to win a championship with those two guys as your your front line. This probably might be the weakest uh, front line of any of the teams remaining right now uh, in terms of real contenders. The, the Rockets, sure. Uh, but in the East, um, yeah, I don't know. So I, I'd like the Raptors to come out of the East now. Now you're thinking, Roland. Well, I'd still like the Celtics. I just like their players. I'm a big Jalen Brown fan. Big Jalen Brown. I like Jalen Brown. Yeah. Um, I'm going, Joby, I'm going Lakers-Raptors. Um, uh, I know the Lakers, like I said, they're having a lot of trouble. But uh, Brown was pushing for this hard. And I, I – although – it's always a trip because I still think Kawhi is, but it's just something about, I don't know. It's just something about like the way Kawhi you, you carries hate himself. Kawhi. Like, you hate I hate him. him, but like at the same time, <laughs> at the same time he couldn't find like, it himself to say Clippers. So he said Lakers. I hope everybody. No, 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 no. Like at the same time, chemistry matters and nobody, nobody in Toronto is like, Oh yeah. Kawhi is a great teammate. Nobody said that. Nobody's been saying like, Hey, we miss Kawhi. Like they were I think all the Lakers to come back for Lakers more year, though. Better, oh, better chemistry. They like each other better. They need to figure something out with Talk their starting Tuesday. lineup. They need to get Danny, they need to bench Danny Green and put in like Jr. or Deion Waiters. I hate it, but they need the offense, Jones. so they have to Jones. do that. So you got the Lakers in the finals and and the Raptors. Their third best player Raptors. is going to be so just on the Lakers. Who are they going to be relying on to make shots? They're going to be relying on Deion Waiters and Jr. I'm Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith. But that's the, that's the thing that's about the, it. I think and you're picking them to go to the finals, knowing that. Yes, yes. Damn, man, that's it could be a destiny thing. It could be look, a destiny look, thing, too. Here's the, this is what I've – I tweeted this out, I, I think, after the first bubble game. Look at the – just a group of knuckleheads that Braun has, <laughs> and he's going to do it again. He has – he did it in the East with a bunch of just morons. And he's gonna he, like he, you know, you put like you put Melo where Braun is right now, and this team is like not even in the playoffs. That's how good he is. And no, I think, nobody's saying he's not that good, Joe. No, like, these knuckleheads are gonna have to make shots, man. They, I believe it. If there's one thing Jr. and Dion Waiters can do is make shots. They're bucket getters for sure. They are bucket getters. They're stupid. They make mistakes. They're gonna do stupid things, but but they <laughs> get buckets. And that's all the Lakers need. With the length that they have between Braun, AD, and Kuzma right. or JaVel McGee, whoever, I think they should go small. JaVel's been playing good. JaVel has been playing good. They should, probably, they should probably switch their starting lineup to AD at the five, Braun at the four, Kuzma, and then either JR or Dion and KCP. They need to bench oh. Danny Green because Danny no, Green hasn't been doing it. The beloved Laker Caruso, Jobs. That's the, Caruso. He's in the closing lineup. 
Caruso's going to close He's about the line. to lose some playing time. Rondo's Caruso's coming back. Caruso's going to shut it down. He's going to be there fourth quarter minutes. Justin, your picks, have they changed? You know, just because I'm a homer, Lakers, of course. And uh, I think the Raptors, man, I, I, I are playing the pretty good. I'm going to go Raptors. Raptors so, fresh. Yeah. And I'm also with the whole Giannis is not going to be a buck next year. So I think this is another reason why. One last that. thing. If the Clippers win the championship, is there any question who the best player in the NBA is? No. I mean, it should like Kawhi should get more respect right now that he does. He yep. doesn't get it. I agree. I, th- I think Kawhi is. I was Kawhi's having this conversation. Kawhi's better than Giannis on the chest. KD, KD, Kawhi wins this ring and he's in just a status. I don't know if anybody else is in this first three. Teams right now, NBA fans should say Braun, Kawhi, and KD. Obviously, KD's hurt, so you say Braun, Kawhi, and Giannis. But but Kawhi's better than Giannis, and I don't think I don't even think it's debatable. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. I agree too. I agree. Well, well, that's it for uh, NBA talk. Uh, Joby, it was a pleasure having Appreciate you. Appreciate you, uh, fellas. Anything you want to put? Anything yeah, you plug your plug. Twitter. I want to plug. I want to plug. Uh, I guess, yeah, I can plug my Twitter. Add your gym. Uh, Add your gym. Yeah, J-O-B-E-S 44. I will talk about Spurs, and then I will also – if you follow me, though, I'm just going to warn you right now. I'm going to talk about the Spurs. I'm going to talk a lot of shit about Trump, and – <laughs> and I'm gonna occasionally tweet out something about health and fitness, and that's about it. Yeah. That's no, the right Jobs, way to use your platform. Jobs is the master. Jobs has a reputation here in my house. Always leaves before the main event of the UFC. Gone as soon as the co-main finishes, Joby's out the door. He'll get here, barbecue, watch all the fights, and dip before the main event. And bro, he is the master of tweeting about games he did not watch. That too. Well, I'll just, sometimes I'll check box scores and I'll, but sometimes box scores are legit. Anyways, uh, Rocket Suck. <laughs> <laughs> Later, <All> Joe. Right, <laughs> Later. <laughs>
Um, there was a lot of drama today on Twitter uh, with uh, Tredavious White talking about fans uh, giving him a lot of trouble uh, when it comes to opting out or even thinking about opting out, which he ended up opting in and he's going to play this season. But uh, just a few notable players that have opted out. Uh, Super Bowl champion Damian Williams, he's opted out. Uh, the starting guard um, for the the Chiefs as well, uh, Devarney Tardif has opted out as well. Uh, but no team has been hit quite like the New England Patriots. Nope. They've had about eight or nine players opt out, and they've all been pretty considerable players. Uh, Patrick Chung is in there. Dante Hightower is in there. Uh, Marquise Lee is another player that's opted out. Uh, Brandon Bolden, and I believe I saw – well, no, he's not a Patriots player, but uh, Nate Soldier. He's a former Patriots player. He's on the, the Giants now. He also opted out. So the NFL – uh, they're, they're having some trouble, I guess, with players opting out. But a positive sign is only 56 players have tested positive since reporting the training camp. So that's about 2%. I think the um, NBA, when they got started, they were at about 1%. But it gives you a little bit of a, I guess, a positive outlook for the NFL uh, when it comes to their ability to maybe maintain or, or keep the virus out of their um, other facilities and probably avoid some of the problems that the MLB is going on. But just I'll stop here since I've, I've reeled, reeled off a couple of things on the NFL. Do you guys think that uh, the non-bubble aspect for the NFL is going to end up coming and biting them in the butt? Terrible. <clears throat> Terrible. I think so. so I think we've already seen it with the MLB the, that it's yeah, not going to work. Yeah, the one thing I will say is they're not going to have as many games as MLB, so that might be the way that it gets better. But regardless, these players are going to be going home and then coming back, you know, having contact with everybody. And once once player once one player brings it into the facility, I mean, that's what we've seen with baseball. It's over with for that team, bro. They're canceling three-game series. You know, teams are having to sit out a whole week. We saw with the Marlins. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw with the Phillies. And now we're seeing it with the Cardinals. To the point where the MLB commissioner had to say, hey, teams, y'all need to get it together and do a better job or else we're just going to can the whole season. So I'm not I'm not very confident in the non-bubble aspect. I think every sport that's going on inside of a bubble has had no problem running. MLS, WNBA, NBA, hockey is even in there in a bubble over there in Canada. So. Poor planning, bro. I, I mean, I, I understand that everybody has to get their revenue from playing at their home stadium, even though there's mm-hmm. no fans. I don't know how the hell. There's I don't no know how it's gonna work, no but revenue. it's stupid, bro. I, I think they've already said that uh, they're about they're gonna go 50 percent in terms of who the fans that they're letting into the the stadiums because. And I'm glad you guys brought that up. I had that here on the list. If they don't, so yeah, if they fans. have no fans all season and the money talks bullshit walks guys and that's kind of what what's happening right now at the nfl they would lose an estimated seven billion not million they would lose seven billion dollars and they ran the whole season with no fans that, that's a humongous ripple effect when you start thinking about the cap situation uh, among other things just salary wise that's a huge huge hit um to your bottom line if, if you're going to run the season without fans so I think the NFL, they've, they've always shown uh, where their heart is, and their heart is with that green dollar. That's really what they care about at the end of the day. They, they say they're, they're caring about player safety, but if they really did care about player safety, I think we would see an adjusted schedule. They ended up releasing their schedule knowing that 
there's going to be some travel problems. There's going to be some things that could potentially hold you back, but they kept everything the same. They even are, are telling teams that have, for example, I forget who it is, but there's a team that plays the Giants and the Jets in consecutive weeks. Instead of having that team you know, normally stay on the East Coast like they typically would, the NFL is requiring that these teams fly back to their, their home state or their home state or wherever they're from. So if you have, like, for example, the 49ers who make an East Coast trip, they're asking them to go back and forth in between weeks, which makes no sense whatsoever. I think the NFL has done a pretty yeah. pretty bad job of, of planning out for this thing. And, you know, there's a, a lot of worries, you know, even in, in the ranks uh, of the coaches. I think Mike Tomlin, he came out and said that he's not confident that the NFL is going to make it through the season. So I'll pause it here again and ask you guys the same question. Do you think that the NFL is going to make it through the season? Or do you think there's going to be a disruption? If they continue the way they are right now, there's no way they make it through the season. Here's the thing. They got baseball to kind of mirror and see, hey, if they didn't make it with what they did and we're kind of doing the same, we need a change. Uh, it's not going to work. I know they've done something as far as reducing the roster. Yes. I don't think it's at that 60-man yeah. level anymore. I think it's a little bit of that. Yeah, but um, no way, man. If, if it's not working for the MLB, it's not going to work for way more contact. contact. And and that's mm. also we talked about the undrafted guys. I mean, here we see them cutting roster spots, uh, trimming it to limit to limit how many people are in the building, because obviously football has the most people taking part in the sport, so they're going to be the most liable. But for these undrafted guys, man, I mean, even harder to make a roster now. Um, yeah. So just terrible yeah, all around season. for everybody. Uh, t- today actually would have been the Hall of Fame game, Cowboys versus Steelers. Today, really? Yeah, but obviously that got canceled, so that's not going to happen. And one last thing before I move on to the NFL, because I do want to talk about some college, because there is some sauciness going on in college right now, is uh, the NFL has created um, a face guard that they're asking players to wear and one prominent player, um, his name is Aaron Donald, has come out and said that there's no way he's going to wear that. So, what, and again, I'll just ask the question. If there was a something like that that the NFL was offering to you, I mean, would you guys put much onus in it? Or are you just going to be like, you know what, screw it. I'm already out here. I'm just going to operate the way that I normally do. There's no need for me to, to put on this extra layer. Have, have you seen the video when they use the mask? Kind of fogs up their whole yeah, situation. Yeah. It's hard to operate. Yeah. I, I don't know if I do that or, or think it's a, a viable. For guys with visors, you mean? Mm-hmm. The mask, the mask fogs up the visor. There's, there's, there's got to be a better way, a better mask that can be made than the one that they had. That plastic. Mask. Yeah, that's not gonna work. There's, there's got to be another. And way. again, that just leads me to believe that. The NFL really does not care about the well-being of their players. They just want to get the product out there and protect their bottom dollar. So hopefully it doesn't come back and bite them in the butt because, uh, again, I'm a huge football fan. I think all three of us are, are big football fans here and want to see a season. So just uh, to leave it not so much on a positive note, but uh, any of us that are commissioners out there in fantasy football, are you guys adding a coronavirus IR spot? Somebody two. gets uh, the, the Rona. You're get, you're gonna add an IR spot to your your roster. Two of them. Two, two. just for the Rona, or two, two and two plus the normal one that you would have. Yeah, I'm I'm adding an additional. Um, I had never used IR, but this year, especially with the Rona, 
it's going to be two IR spots. There we go. I like that. I'm a commissioner in my league, and I think we're going with two IR spots also. So uh, just something to look out for in fantasy football, guys. Proceed with caution. Yeah, and uh, trying this to- is one of those things that's not going to be up for vote in the league. It's like it's happening. St- right? Usually I go to vote. From- Stay away from OBJ because he's going to probably be partying in between and he's a high-risk guy, in my opinion. No offense, but I just I can't trust those guys. You want the guys that you know are just going to go straight home and go back to the, go back to the facilities. Or the guys who've already had it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but just moving on to college because there is uh, some, some things that are, um, I guess, bubbling up there. We've had three prominent NFL prospects um, opt out, all in the Big Ten, and just say that, hey, you know what, guys? Um, I've already done enough work in college. There's no need for me to come out here and uh, and risk getting sick or, or getting further injured or playing in a season that really doesn't matter. Uh, the the biggest name I, I would say is probably Rondale Moore. He just opted out today. He's uh, the stud receiver from Purdue. Stud receiver. Mm-hmm. He's do it all. He's a not that big of a receiver, but he's just he's a baller. He gets the oh, job done. A uh, Purdue. 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 Number four, yeah. Five star recruit, man. Mm-hmm. Just got slipped through. And so he's a freshman. He's a freshman. And thir- no, he, no, he's a, a junior oh, he's or sophomore. This was going to be his junior year. Um, last year, um, he caught um, 113 passes for 1,250 yards and 12 touchdowns. He also had two rushing touchdowns and about 750 yards off of kickoffs and punts. Do it all, guy. All American. Uh, he's deciding to opt out. He probably doesn't need Speech. any more film. Uh, the other one that opted out was the linebacker out of uh, out of Penn State, Micah Parsons. And then the other one was uh, the receiver um, out of Minnesota, who's another potential uh, number one or first-round pick. He was um, all Big Ten as uh, Rashad Bateman. So we're seeing a bunch of these guys opt out right now, all prominent players that have futures. Do you, do you think we're going to see more of a ripple effect? I, I think the other name that's thrown out in the Big Ten a lot is Justin Fields. Do you think we'll see a guy like Justin Fields say, hey, I'm not playing? Or maybe a guy like Trevor Lawrence come out and say, hey, I'm not playing? Tre- uh, Trevor Lawrence I could see more, but Justin Fields I think has a little more to prove than Trevor Lawrence. I think everybody it's pretty consensus that Trevor Lawrence is going number one. Yeah. So I could see him for sure sitting out the season. Um, but – I don't know. Uh, wasn't there a DB out of Virginia Tech also who was a first-round yes. talent? Mm-hmm. Another one. Uh, another guy that just decided he wasn't going to play. So, yeah, and kudos to those guys, man. Like they obviously have some leverage. They they know where they stand as far as the big boards are concerned, and all they really the got to do get during worse. This, yeah, the, the film exactly. The film can get worse, so um, it can only get worse. Excuse me by by going out there. I don't I don't know. They can uh, better where they're at right now. Thank you, Clippers, but. Um, what I was going to say is this is going to be interesting when it comes to the schools making the decision and I'll, you know, kind of transfer over to Connecticut, the university of Connecticut, UConn, they're the first FBS school to opt out completely of the upcoming football season. So I think what that's going to end up happening or causing a ripple effect is, on these smaller schools, and even without UConn opting out, you're seeing a bunch of these um, Power Five conferences saying we're playing a conference-only schedule. So I, I do think that a bunch of small schools are not going to have football this year. So I guess I don't even know if it's a question, but 
Are you guys uh, any less excited for the college football season uh, this year than you have been in years past? No, not less excited. A little worried that something's going to stop it from going on. Um, I'm of the whole proponent of some of these fall sports. Just postpone them and make them spring sports. I mean, they can be spring sports with the weather and, and things like that. Um, I'm just kind of concerned for the kids who are on that bubble of, hey, are they good enough to make the NFL or not? I want to see them get a chance to play. I don't want them to, you know, not everybody can afford to sit out a whole year. Some of these kids, I mean, their aspirations to make the NFL because they got to feed their families. And I want some of them to be able to play and get a chance. I don't know if um, the NCAA will release them so that they can do something like that being that they're served the three years out of high school to go to the True. NFL. But, I mean, it's, it's just tough. It's a tough thing for these kids. I, 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 don't, I don't like the situation that we're in with the world, you know, with the pandemic. And I would I would think the best thing to do is, you know, postpone and make this a spring sport this year. Yeah, but who says, who says it gets fixed by the spring, Justin? Um, UConn sucks at football. Yeah, but you might have a little UConn bit more. UConn sucks you know, at football more. anyway. Like, they're bad. They're one of the worst. Oh, yeah, North Lossby's there playing basketball. Look, I guarantee, yeah, I guarantee you, UConn will be playing basketball. That tells you what they think of their football program. Um, I know they have a pretty big rivalry. I forget with what other cheap-ass school it is. Um, but, like, a coach a couple years ago created a whole trophy for that rivalry. And, bro, listen, you don't want to watch UConn football game anyway. Um, Very good and point. none of their no, and their players won't be at risk. This is great, UConn. A smart choice, UConn. Let's hope uh, you know other schools like UTEP follow suit. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I mean, I agree. UConn's probably not making anybody sad by canceling their their college football season. But you know, I just always thought it was weird that. And again, I, I know why they're doing it, but if it's not safe enough to have college students on campus like you normally would then why do you have these guys on campus the exception yeah they're the exception of course they're they're creating millions of dollars for their universities but you know i i wouldn't trust a college kid to adhere to the rules you saw what happened or i don't know if you did but louisville they had to shut down four of the fall sports because they had a couple of kids more than a couple i think it was more than 10 it might have been close to 20 um test positive because they were throwing off-campus parties. I mean, the, the kids are not going to take it seriously. I, I promise you that. I think there's going to be a big disruption coming for college football. I think the NFL is a little bit different because you got guys making millions of dollars, but I think a lot of these kids, once uh, people start going back to school and whatnot, there's going to be a bunch of off-campus parties. I guarantee it. I mean, it's just college. And there's no way you're going to tell me that I'm going to go live in a dorm or live in an apartment with my buddies or a house or whatever. And not and party. Just like cooped I'm, up and just be yeah. cooped up and go to practice. Yeah, exactly. That's not going to happen. Not. Yeah, happen. it's. I'm excited for the season, but honestly, I don't expect it to play out fully. Um, just because if they have a hiccup where certain games can't be played, for example, it hits Ohio State, a playoff potential team, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. they have to miss two games. What's going to happen to the season? They're not just going to say, "Hey, sorry, Ohio State." Uh, you can't play this year. Like, you can't play for the title this year. Hell so no. they're just going to end up calling it all. Like like how baseball, 
Well, what they already did is they pushed the college football playoff date uh, where they made the decision who's going to be in it from December 6th to December 20th. I think that's a but, very good But how point. many games do we expect? Like, are they going to be making up games during those weeks? What What's... Well, the plans are for these teams are to be playing within the conference alone. So the SEC is playing 10 games within their conference. That canceled the Texas oh, LSU. I understand. ACC is doing the same. Pac-12 is doing the same. Big 12 is deciding so, on that. But right. if so they're going to play State, one non-conference. But let's say Ohio State or Nebraska gets corona. And now... Let's just say Nebraska. All right. Ohio Nebraska, State. Minnesota, whoever. Tw- uh, 17 players get corona. Dang. Because if somebody goes in, like, and bro, let's be honest, funny. those aren't even the best locker rooms and shit. Like, if somebody has it, if yeah, somebody right. has it, the whole team's going to get it, bro. The other thing is these guys aren't even getting, uh, they don't get paid, first of all. But now you're supposed to come and play through a pandemic. And what's in it for them? Like, obviously, some yeah. get to go to the league. But what about the other guys? They're just there to to make the university money like nothing nothing else is they're not being uh, compensated any other way it's it's yeah. not a good look at all bro and and they're obviously you see the people and how bad it's rigged how stupid their the, the structure is and they're just mm-hmm. that hard-headed that that's why it's not going to end up playing out and and you know I, I i think that's those are all very good points but I also do think that just like the MLB, they're going to find a way to kind of try and adjust. Again, these guys are all obsessed with the bottom dollar. So, for example, the MLB, I thought they would have already been done by now. We've mentioned that the four teams have been counted. The Marlins had to stay in Philadelphia for a week because they had a bunch of 20 players and staff tested positive. The Cardinals have 13 players and staff. But the MLB is sticking to it and saying we're not canceling it instead they put out some new rules today now this will be the last thing that we talk about in the the coronavirus dr saucy update is the the mlb has put out these new rules which i thought one of them should have already been a rule is they're requiring all players and staff to wear face coverings um while they're in the dugout in the bullpen I thought that was a pretty obvious one going into the going into the season that they should at least be wearing face coverings while they're in the the bullpen and in the dugout. So they're making it mandatory to do so now. They're also making it um, to where the traveling parties is absolutely essential personnel. If you're not a player or a coach or training staff, you're not traveling. Players and personnel have to wear face coverings at all times when in the hotels or when they're in each other's individual room. Um, a member of the road team, whether player or staff, needs to inform the team or a compliance officer if she wish, if he or she wishes to leave the team hotel for any reason. Because I guess what ended up happening was the Cardinals made a freaking casino trip to Las yeah. Vegas, and that's kind of how this all busted, and they all got in trouble. So the MLB, Idiot. they are definitely threatening with suspensions to anybody who does not adhere to these new rules. Um, I'm trying to look for the games. Uh, Well, they can be banned from further participation in the 2020 season following a written warning. So imagine you're the Yankees and Aaron Judge doesn't feel like wearing a mask. And then 
two weeks later, he gets he gets banned for the rest of the season. So I think the MLB is doing a good thing now here. Banned him. Banned him. For sure. And banned Garrett Cole, too. But, and, uh, and check him for steroids, too. <laughs> um, some of these things I thought were kind of self-explanatory going into the, the bubble. But I'm glad that the MLB, even though it's re- reactionary and, and not being proactive, uh, they're they're trying to to make this work. So hopefully, if the NFL runs into any trouble, or the college football uh, NCAA runs into any trouble, uh, they're able to adjust and not just cancel the season. So um, that's that's just something for the MLB. Um, I know we're all kind of Astros fans here, so we're all happy that Gross. they haven't been they haven't been getting booed. But um, yeah, just weird times, unprecedented times that we find ourselves in. All we can do is just hope that. It keeps on going because I'll tell you, it, it's felt like like heaven having uh, football, not football, having basketball, <laughs> having golf, having uh, the NBA, having soccer all back up and running. I mean, it feels like it's close to normal. I was talking about it with our fr- uh, a friend of the podcast, Diego. I was like, it felt good on a Saturday. I had bets going on some of the some of the golf that was going on. I had some bets on some soccer plays. I had bets on hockey. I had bets on the NBA. It felt like a normal Saturday for Roland. And uh, I, I just I just hope that that continues. So, yeah, that, that's enough. I don't know if you guys want to touch on anything else uh, saucy-related or coronavirus-related, but that's all that I have. No, that was pretty much everything, man. Hope, hope, hoping for the man. best, but expect- And I will be practicing my, my pitching. So next time you guys see me on the mound, straight heat. And please wear your mask in the stand. <laughs> hey, it's required in the dugout, so now he don't have a damn choice. Yeah. We got some MMA going on this weekend. It's UFC Fight Night 174, Lewis versus Olenek. Hey. Um, but before that, we uh, got to update our podcast standings. Uh, ben, let him know where we at. Who's leading? Is it you and or rolling at the top still? Or yeah, no, nah, we know who's leading. I'm leading. But you yeah. sounded like Bruce Buffer when you were announcing that, Justin. I've been... I've been working Damn on Damn it, boy. Hey, like you can't, you like can't have them cords forever, right? You can't have them vocal cords forever. Yeah, yeah. I'm nah, but nice. yeah, let's get into the standings, man. I think we picked uh, four fight, five fights last week for that Whitaker and Till card. Uh, maybe we'll do a little brief recap right now after I go over the standings. Um, but we got Roland Zamora at Roland Zamora. I don't know why I said it like that. I apologize, Roland. Roland Samora right. at 38.7, Justin 36.6, I'm at 40.7, Josh 29.75, Gabby 36.7, oh, John yeah, 27.21, Mondo 35.45, catching up to Gabby, Mondo making it respectable, uh, Roland G 29.23.2, I'm sorry, Roland G 23.2. Izzy, 20. Uh, Diego, 34.05. Steven, 20.9. Rexa, 30.45. Jacob with three. Mike Gonzalez with three. Wally with four. Uh, we had three new three new entries uh, this past week. And not bad scores for picking five fights. Uh, my cousin Gene had 4.6. I know he was one of the few that, yeah, big numbers on he was one of the few that was on Verdum. And picked up the two two point six points off of that Verdun victory. Uh, Ron Ron with three and Leo Garcia with three point three five. Um, nice. So 
that's the updated contest. We didn't have a consensus. The consensus is still third four minus 1.8. But like Justin said, we got another week, another UFC card, man. It seems like every week they've just been consistent with putting out cards. Um, I know last week, briefly, what did y'all think about Whitaker and Till? I know I had Till. I thought that it was a close fight, but I did have Whitaker winning one more round than Till. Um, I was surprised that he dropped Till. Very surprised when that happened. Um, but I thought it was a decent fight card. That main event wasn't the most entertaining. Very strategic. Very strategic. Uh, yeah, very strategic. Sure, I thought it was very entertaining. But I thought they got it right. What do y'all think? Yeah, I, I had Till myself, and maybe I'm biased, but I had Till winning 3-2. to two. I, I didn't put much credence in those takedowns at the end of the fight. I thought uh, Till got back up and, and kind of um, canceled out those takedowns. So, yeah, I had Till just enough to win the fight. I had it at a very close 3-2. to two, But, I, I mean, Till came out on the Ariel Hawani podcast and kind of said that you could have given it to either guy, I think. That's the kind of fight that it was, and you could make an argument that either one was the, the rightful winner. So can't make too strong of an argument that uh, Till got quote-unquote robbed because it just wasn't. It was super close. So it was all in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, I, I like seeing Whitaker come back. I was a little worried about his chin with those uh, Romero or, uh, fights. Yeah. I thought he was going to have taken him off, but it did not. He looked good. He did get dropped by that elbow of Teals, but for the most part, uh, Whitaker had a lot of control in the fight. Uh, he, I think he did blow out Teals' knee with those uh, yeah. oblique kicks that yeah. he does. So that helps out a lot. Uh, the striking, um, Teal can be a little, you know, with that left hand, just a little bit one-sided, but he showed a little bit more. But uh, still, oh. Whitaker's striking was a little bit better. His unorthodox movement was better. Uh, the card overall, not my favorite card, but the main event for me, being a Whitaker fan, I liked, I liked what I saw. I think he's better. He's a- uh, I don't know if he's ready for a title fight yet again. Uh, maybe I would like to see him with one more. Well, that he's fighting a beast. They already him. booked him against Kennedy. Yeah. That's yeah, going to be a right, banger. Which I think the winner of that is going to get a title shot. I, I would have to say they get the winner of Colston. If Costa wins, yeah. if Costa, Costa wins, Izzy's getting a rematch. I mean, just no, look at sure. it. For sure. Uh, they would be stupid not to give him the rematch, but. So, you know what? I got some MMA news. And maybe it's not necessary news, but it's a little bit MMA cheese, man. A little rumors, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, Masvidal came out recently saying his next fight won't be until November, December, because his opponent has a broken nose, right? And so he was he's ready to come That's in earlier. Been, right? uh, when he said that, today, Mike or Mark Romandi from ESPN leaked Kamaru Usman has a broken nose. So well, it he... looks like, based on what Masvidal is saying, the rematch is set for November, late November, early he was, December. Yeah, because Usman was giving a hundred. He was given a one hundred and eighty day yeah, ban for, for having a broken nose, which I didn't even. I didn't. I didn't think he had gotten touched, but that came out and said he had a broken nose. So, yeah, right away when you said that his opponent had a broken, his opponent has a broken nose. The first, the only thing that came to mind was Usman, but exactly. I put two. Who else would have been in line uh, if it wasn't him? Who I mean, Covington. Oh, yeah, Burns. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, but I think they want to do the full camp rematch. Dana owes Masvidal stepping in and six he does And you know how Dana favors those guys that are willing to do whatever they can to keep the car going. So I think this fight is going to just... happen. The other one that got busted was Yair oh, yeah. Rodriguez and yeah. Zabit. Uh, apparently, out of Yair's camp, broken mm-hmm. ankle. Uh, Zabit's not buying it. He says Yair's afraid. And he said by default he yeah. wants that match and he wants Wolf next. Um, and and Cater said, "Hey, I'm ready to I'm ready to step in." Ben, you brought up a good point, man. Zabit has not fought yep. a five round fight. We saw him gassing towards the end of that Cater fight. I had that fight. 50, that was a three round fight as well. End. That was a three and- round fight. I think Zabit Cater need to go five oh, yeah. rounds. Especially because of the way that Cater's been stepping up for the promotion and fighting, you know, yeah. twice in a month, yeah. uh, twice in a month and a half. Talk about it. And yes, dominating performances. Yeah, he got tagged a bit, but nothing serious. And that fight was supposed to be a five-rounder when it was first booked. It was supposed to be in Boston, which Cater's from. And then it got canceled, went to a three-rounder and into Russia. So, I mean... Yeah, you know how it is in Russia with the right, Russian and it fire. was a decision, and it was one that people said was it could have gone either way. If it had been five mm-hmm. rounds, everybody pretty much said Cater would have ran away in the later rounds. So it's owed. It needs to be done. Um, so is the beat ducking Cater? I don't know if he's ducking him because if I already had a win against somebody, I don't know if I'd be so open of, to fighting them when I'm that close to a title shot. I think I'd be pushing for a title like him, but you got to think, and he's never fought a five-round fight. We've seen him slow down in a three-rounder, and he Volkanovski tweeted him back, and he put, hey, man, I'm not a replacement fighter. He said, go win a fight, and then I'll see you in October. But just because your Fair guy enough. couldn't fight doesn't mean the champ is stepping in to fight you. You're the challenger. You know what I mean? You, you got it twisted, so I like it, and I think that Shit, put him against Holloway. Make him earn it, bro. But you you gotta you gotta main event, you gotta fight five before you just go and fight for the title. I would uh, like that fight. There's I agree, no way. I agree. That's a good good point to me. That yeah. needs to happen. Because I, I at this point I don't think he can go five with a with a top. We we saw the, uh, this past weekend, I know we didn't have a podcast to talk about it, but Shabazian was a three was a three to one favorite. Just because and twenty-two year old kid, young like Zabi, uh, used to getting used to getting people out of there, and he just fought a dude who was who was a veteran and just strong as hell, and you could kind of see Shabazian, supposed gatekeeper of the division. Right. Well, that's what everybody was calling him, but now he's 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 with Henry Hooft in that camp, and he hasn't lost a fight since. Um, Do you know who he called out? Did he call anybody out after Brunson? No, he said he just wants he it. wants to start working towards a title. So he he wants to fight higher ranked guys, is what he said essentially. Okay. I did see he came out with a different look. He had the blonde hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was owed to that other fighter from the past. Uh, Kevin Randleman. The name's blanking. Uh, Kevin Randleman. I, think I don't he's know. He's done that, that a couple times actually, Brunson. But yeah, and uh, Verdum over the last card, we saw how bad he was against Olenek. He lost that split decision. We'll be talking about Olenek right now against Lewis, but man, for Gustafson to come and get tapped, I mean, Gustafson looked bad, bro. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I saw a tweet on Twitter that said you shouldn't be hyped about Gustafson. Him going to heavyweight is not a good thing. It just means he's not fighting anymore. And it really did look like that. that, As soon as it hit the mat, it was a wrap, dude. And Verdum... And Verdum afterwards, I mean, he sounded like he was out there to prove his point. Like, he said, thank you, UFC, for letting me come back in so quickly and redeem myself because... Everybody was thinking, you know, what the hell with his last fight against the... Uh, is he a free agent now? Overdue? I think I'm he's a free sure, agent. To be honest. Man, he had two fights, I believe, Roland, and he's fulfilled them. I just don't know where his contract's... Oh, he was talking about that and was the end of the UFC, the... though, Roland. You're right, because he called out uh, Fedor. Fedor, Fedor, yeah. There we go. That's where I was getting yeah. that from, because Ariel was he, also doing he some... He had issues, remember, previously about... Asking yeah, to be when he got yeah. caught uh, for doping. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, so he hey, once your time is done in the UFC, your time is done. But I mean, he won the title there. You know, he he yeah, went out on a win and of a, a respectable name in Gustafson. Uh, go to another promotion and win a belt. You know what I mean? So yeah, but yeah. also just a little bit. Uh, Bellator is coming on this weekend as well. Just uh, we're not covering it, but just so the people are aware. There is a yeah. Bellator this Mitrione. year. Mitrione. Mitrione's fighting uh, Tim Johnson. I see you rolling. Yeah, whatever. All right, man. Let's get into this card. Out of the page. Let's get into this card. UFC Fight Night. Lewis versus Olenek. Black Beast in this hoe. Yeah, we're going to pick four fights. We're going to start in the lightweight division. We're going to start from the bottom and go up. On uh, the lightweight division, we got Alex Munoz, 6 and 0. He's plus 185 against Nazrat Hack. Hacker Pass. 11 and 3, uh, minus 225. So, Nazrat, uh, I know we saw, last we saw of him, he was getting knocked out by Drew Dober, a fight that he was kind of winning. Uh, we know Dober also beat up Alex Hernandez uh, recently. Sure. So, Dober's. Dober's not a bad opponent to lose to. Dober's been in the UFC for a while. He's he's seasoned, and with his new camp, he looks like he's uh, motivated and on a run. As far as Munoz goes, guy fighting out of Team Alpha Male. Um, this is his UFC debut. He fought on Dana White Contender Series, um, and he actually fought Nick Newell, the dude who has one arm and like a stub up mm-hmm. to his elbow, who was a World Series of Fighting. He was he fought for them. He actually. Nick Newell has a fight against Justin Gaethje as well that went to a decision. He went to a decision with Justin Gaethje with yeah. one arm and a stub. So he fought. No, actually, he lost to Gaethje oh, by knockout. Oh, I thought he had gone to a decision with him. Um, Munoz went to a decision with him. I'm sorry. That's where I'm getting confused. Correct. Munoz on his contender series went to a decision with Nick Newell. Um, alpha male fighter, auto fade for me. UFC debut, auto fade for me. I think uh, Nazrat, the better all-around fighter. I think uh, he's going to want to keep this fight standing. He's very clean. I think that he can get Munoz out of there. Um, so I'm going to go with Nazrat. Hack per set. Hack per Hack per Yeah, I'm thinking Nazrat just based off of what I see here in terms of their past fights. And this looks like it's Alex Munoz's like official UFC debut. Yep. So I'm going to take Nazrat. I'm kind of surprised. I mean, 
quite the, and again i don't know too much about alex munoz but i just going off of a guy making his debut it's a considerable step down in competition from drew dober yeah. so the only thing that worries me here is nasrat maybe not taking the the fight as serious but nasrat He's a guy, he's only 24 years old. I don't think motivation is going to be an issue for him. I think he's a guy who was, prior to getting slept by Drew Dober, he was somebody that was um, on the UFC short list of, of people that they were trying to push, maybe. Maybe he got pushed a little too uh, too fast and, and ran into a guy like Drew Dober, who was not going to take no for an answer, and uh, got got his ass handed to him. So I'm going to go with Nazarat to to get some redemption here and get back on the, the winning the winning course. I know, Justin. I don't want to. I don't want to steal your thunder, so I'm not going to say it. But who do you got here? I'm going to go with Alex oh, Munoz. Sure. Uh, both these guys are relatively new. Um, Nazrat does have a few more fights on him, but I tend to favor guys who can wrestle. And uh, Munoz is going to be the superior wrestler here. Nazrat does rely on knockouts to win for the most part. He has his two decision wins. And I think uh, Munoz is going to just ground and pound. We're going to see him take him deep, and uh, he's going to okay. win. I thought you were going to say that uh, Nazrat looks like a mini Kevin Gaslam. Because that is what he, does. That is he, what he does. looks like. He does. He even has Hopefully he doesn't let us down like Kevin Gaslam, damn it. Well, at least me and Roland. <laughs> Kevin Gaslam, I'm still yeah. pissed at him for going out like that. Damn it! Dude, that was such a bad fight. Yeah. He looked so well, bad. Well, Justin, you just made a very bad pick, bro. Alex Munoz, alpha male fighter, no chance. No, I didn't. Well, you know, I'm not a big. I didn't take me in that. Don't put me in that with you guys. He's gonna have the I didn't take Gaslam. I didn't. It was you and Justin that took Gaslam. I was on Hermanson. No, I was on Hermanson also. Oh, I was on her mind. I didn't take Gaslam. I think it was Justin that took Gaslam. For the Gaslam. contest, yeah. For the yeah. Contest. Yeah, I took Gaslam well, because that's I'm saying he let us down game. just because, bro, that fight lasted 10 seconds. And we true, true, true. Oh, yeah. True. Okay, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So, anyways, getting into our next fight in the lightweight division, Benil Dariush, 18-4-1, fighting Scott Hot Sauce Altman. Hot Sauce. Uh, Dariush comes in as a minus 175 favorite. Holtzman, 13 and 3 record, plus 140 dog. Um, honestly, for me, this fight was pretty simple. Dariush, the vet, been around for a long time. Yeah, he took a he took a little uh, roadblock when Hernandez bursted onto the scene and True. blitzed True. him for that knockout. Uh, but ever since then, the dude's just been winning fights. He's coming into this one on a four-fight win streak. The last three, two by sub, another one by KO. Um, he knocked out Dracar Close. Dracar Close is another guy who, a younger dude, but I, I, uh, I, I like the way that he fights. He's got high IQ, and it, it's a decent opponent. It's a very good opponent. Knocked out Frank Camacho. He subbed Drew Dober. Uh, Benil Dariush is just a better all-around fighter. Came into the UFC mostly as a jiu-jitsu guy. Lately, his stand-up has been coming around. Hence that knockout to close. And for Scott Holtzman, I mean, it's a, a former hockey player. Uh, now UFC fighter. Gritty dude. I mean, he's just going to want to grind on Dariush. Get him to the ground. And I don't think that he's going to be successful in getting him to the ground. And even when Holtzman does get guys to the ground, he kind of just 
holds them down and wins rounds. But Dariusha's jiu-jitsu is too good, in my opinion. I think that he's better all around. Um, the line is actually pretty low, in my opinion, at minus 175. So I'm going to go with Dariush for this. Alrighty, alrighty. I'm going this one primarily just off of the guy's nickname, and I need to make up some points in the contest. I'm trying to catch Ben here, so I'm not going to uh, pick the same guy as him in this situation. So I'm going with Scott Hot Sauce Holtzman. I think he's a talented enough fighter to make this close. I, I don't think Darius is going to run away with it. So as long as Scott Holtzman can stay in contention uh, throughout the fight, maybe make this a decision. Um, I, I think he can find his way into a victory. Uh, I think he just, like as Ben said, needs to go for that takedown. So uh, I'm going to go with Scott Holtzman here. Give me hot sauce. I got Benny Alderius. He's on a streak. They do got a common opponent. I don't like to always do MMA math, but on this one I am. Drew Dober. Um, hot sauce lost to him. Darius has a win over him. And uh, Darius was even able to sub him. So I'm going to go Darius yeah, on this D one. Darius' main thing is going to be not to get caught. His chin is very suspect. Um, I mean, he got knocked out by Alex Hernandez. And Alex Hernandez really hasn't shown that he has power aside from that fight, which was probably a lot just adrenaline. I mean, the dude got called up on a week's notice yeah, yeah. to fight a top 10 guy. Yeah, right. I, he blitzed him. But Holtzman... He got Holtzman like doesn't have knockout power. Darius, I, I like him to win inside the distance, but he's got four losses. None have been by decision. So if it goes the distance, I lean his way also. Um, but getting into the next fight, we're moving to the middleweight division. And here's a dude, man, who ended the reign of a lot of people's favorite fighters, uh, Anderson Silva. Uh, Chris, the All-American Weidman. Back in action and back at 185 after a little short stint at 205. Chris Weidman, 14 and 5, comes in as a minus 130 favorite against Omar Wolverine Akhmedov, 24 and 1. The comeback on him is at even. Uh, like I mentioned, Weidman back at 185 after that 205 beatdown that he took to Dominic Reyes. Remember, just went up there for one fight, got knocked out in a round. And now he's back at uh, 185. Um, he's talking about giving John Jones problems. <laughs> man, how short-lived was that, bro? That man, you know what? The Chris Weidman, this guy might be the guy who was at the highest point and had the biggest drop-off. We're going to get into history, that. Man. We're going to get into that because I think that it's, it's, uh, it's not warranted, but it's justified. That drop-off is justified when when we, when we start breaking this fight down. I think that we're going to we're gonna think that it's justified. But, yeah, him talking about John Jones, bro, I mean, that's what that reminded me of is you open Twitter and it's like a MMA Twitter or what is it that with the little mouse that you that it's like a tweet. It's a ridiculous ass take. And then the little mouse is it's like open MMA Twitter and you see this and it's just like. Uh, Paige Van Zandt going to bare knuckle boxing and then is just going right back into the little rat hole like I didn't need to see this um, but anyways for this fight Weidman short favorite I think that this is one of the better lines that we've seen uh, on him since like you said Justin he was reigning he was a reigning champ and to speak of his downfall man let me just name the fights to you since 2013 Chris Weidman beat Anderson Silva for the belt. 
Gabe Anderson Silva a rematch. Beat Leg him. injury. Yeah. Fought Leota Machida. Beat him. Fought Vitor Belfort. Beat him. Fought Luke Rockford. Lost. Fought Yoel Romero. Lost. Fought Edgar Musasi. Lost. Fought lost. Kelvin Gaslam. Won. Fought Jacare. Lost. Fought Dominic Reyes and lost. That lineup right there is crazy. Look at all the names we just named. Where does Omari Akhmedov fit in that shit right there? He probably doesn't. It fits right before where he was fighting guys like Mark Munoz right. and Damian Maya. His, his climb to be a champion. Where he Yeah, which is not even a good climb, nope. by the nope. way. Come on. I mean, he was under... It's, it's not, bro. Damian Maya and Mark Munoz but are going to win. Damian Maya is what got Covington his title shot. I mean, come on. Yeah, but Damian Maya Walter was a lot better than a middleweight. Damian Maya is Damian Maya, brother. I, I think you also have to look at the, the landscape no, of the not. division it's, at that time. Um, Anderson Silva was probably Here's running through everybody. Dude, yeah, this dude is the luckiest dude luckiest in the champion. world. When he was yeah, champion. luckiest champion. Yeah. He got Anderson Silva only because Silva did the, the, the taunting and then Silva oh, had the freak leg injury. Yeah. After that, he beats Machida. Machida's on his way out. He hasn't been the mm-hmm. same since. He beats Belfort. Belter without TRT is nobody. He goes and shows that he's not who we all thought he was. Rocco Romero, Masasi, I'll get him. Only reason he beats Gastelum is he- because he's so much bigger than Gastelum right. that he wrestles him the whole time. After that, he gets guys his size, Sosa, Reyes. Right, guys. He's not going to be a guy. These are all top five fighters. These are all top five fighters. And here we're talking about Omari Akhmedov. And they're all knockouts. I saw how many knockouts knockouts. does Omari Akhmedov How many knockouts does Omari out of his 20 wins? How many knockouts does Omari? 11. Are you going to pick Weidman? Bro, this is not even close. Weidman? Weidman all day. Akhmedov's last knockout was like in 2016, 2014. This guy cannot knock him out. He's a Russian who wants to wrestle a guy nicknamed the All-American. That's fine. I'll take him to wrestling. The only reason he can beat Akhmedov is because Akhmedov's not even a true middleweight. Because he's not He's a 170-er coming up. Yep. This why I said so, this is a great fight for Weidman. This is Weidman all day. This is not close. I still hate why, Weidman. Might get, why Weidman might get this guy out of there inside the distance is my. Who are you my, taking, Justin? You know, if I was gonna bet with my money, I'd, I'd go Weidman. But I hate Weidman so much. I, I'm gonna take the other guy. I'm yeah, I'm going, I just don't like going Weidman. To the Wolverine. I don't think he was ever warranted to get the title shot, and then he was just lucky. And then after that, it's been proven that he's not as good as everybody thought he was. That you said it all for me, Justin. I, I thought Weidman was the flukiest champion of all time. So give me Omar Wolverine. I'll, I'll take that. This should be a consensus, listeners. Weidman should have been playing the lottery, man. Weidman should. Yeah, have been I mean, come on, man. Anderson Silva, like Justin said, won. was taunting him because he didn't even take him seriously. He had run through everybody in the division. It's like, oh, let's fight this guy. Yeah. Taunts him, gets knocked out, comes back, breaks his leg in the first round. 
Because he checked what, the kick. Because yeah, he, he checked the kick. Oh, the greatest check kick of all time. Hey, the we've seen what checking kick kicks does to people. We've seen. We've seen. Yeah, man, but that was a freak injury. You know it. I so know two it. freak not, fights. Come on, guys. And then, and then he hasn't won no. a fight since 2017. And then look at he's. I'm, I'm done. I'm yeah. not talking. Yeah. Okay. Listen, he, he's he gonna walk this. through this fool. He's gonna walk through him. It should have been a consensus. Yeah, he is. That's fine. That's fine. But that kept us from a consensus that y'all are damn Chris Weidman haters. I'm not a Chris Weidman. I just think he's to be on the podcast, okay? Or we do on the side for consensus. All right. Well, he's one in five in his last. Well, how do you expect Omar Yakhmetov to win, guys? Let's. Or are you just basing it off of Chris Weidman hate? He's not. Just Chris Weidman hate, baby. Pretty. That and I just don't think much of Weidman, so I wouldn't bet on him as a favorite. So I'd give me the the even odds. I mean, damn, Samantha. Is, we're gonna come back next week. Look at this fight, and it's gonna be like, damn. Well, I, I, you know what? I hope not. I hope Omar. All right. Yep. Well, let's get to the main event in the heavyweight division. Like I said earlier, Black Beast in this hole. Uh, Derek, the Black Beast, Lewis, um, coming in with a 23 and 7 record against Alexi, the Boa Constrictor Olenek. He is 59, 13, and 1. Uh, the line on this one's Lewis minus 220, the comeback on Olenek plus 170. Uh, man, I've been seeing videos of Derek Lewis, and he looks to be in shape. I saw him spitting in Olenek's food because they gave it to him. But I wouldn't doubt if if Black Beast comes under that 265 limit. Is that what he usually comes in at? The limit of 265? Yeah, he always comes in at the limit, but the guy's looking like he's... Yeah, he does Didn't he have a health issue? He had a back issue. He had a really bad back. That was... uh, But... Yeah, I saw him at the chiropractor video that he came out on. Oh, really? Yeah, the Bo Hightower guy, the guy from New Mexico with the Jackson Winks mm-hmm. main main guy. He he went with him and got fixed mm-hmm. up. Nice. Well, anyways, Derek Lewis is coming off a decision win against Latifi. Two fight win streak coming into this fight, but he has been fighting to decisions. I know we're used to Derek Lewis uh, finishing fights. Thank thankfully for us, this is a five round fight and. Both of these guys, finishers in, in their own right. Derek Lewis with mm-hmm. the hands and the boa constrictor with that Ezekiel choke. We know he had uh, 59 wins and 46 are by sub. 46. So, awesome. listen, it, it, this fight's pretty simple, man. Derek Lewis, stay off the ground. I know that's a lot to ask for because he gets taken down in every single fight of his. The good thing is he's only been tapped one time. So he knows what to do on the ground. Y'all remember by who? By who tapped him? Who Derek Lewis got yeah. tapped by? Mm, I can't remember. It was in the title fight, boys. Oh, DC. DC. Oh, the RNC. Yeah. yeah. That, didn't, that fight... That fight fades me because it was so unlegit, yeah, right? Like he was yeah. coming in with a messed up back, and DC had the thumb issue that he wouldn't yeah. fight Stipe the rematch with. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's the only time that he's been subbed. And honestly, Olenek isn't the best wrestler. 
He kind of gets guys down by grinding on them and tripping them up against the fence. Mm-hmm. He has a good trip. The one thing about yeah. Lewis... Olenek has a history of losing to wrestlers, too, like Curtis Blades. Yeah, well, Olenek has a history of losing to anybody with power, man. Uh, seven of his 13 losses are by KO. And honestly, shit, bro. I Derek Lewis has been going to decision, but I think that the best way for him to win this fight is he needs to get it done in the first round. But he needs to he needs to punch. He can't be scared. Like, this guy's not that good of a wrestler. Let mm-hmm. go. He's not going to double... He's not going to double leg you and take you straight down like DC would. I think DC got him with something with like as simple as an ankle pick uh, when they fought. But he looks to be in better shape. I'm worried because he gets taken down in every fight. And I think that if Olenek full mounts him, I think it's done for him. Um, But the same way Olenek trying to trip up the Black Beast, the Black Beast could end up on top. And if he gets that ground and pound on Olenek, I don't think that he's going to take much. So I'm going to pick the Black Beast, but I'm not as confident as I'd like to be. Although he only loses to top five fighters and Olenek is nowhere near a top five fighter, um, I'm, I'm still hesitant, but I'm going with the Black Beast. Fair enough, fair enough. Black Beast, he's one of probably the the best and one of my favorite personalities in the UFC. He has a good, good Instagram follow uh, for sure. Always posting some funny stuff on there. Great personality. A great stand-up fighter has been alluded to. Um, and, you know, I actually think that Alexi might be, he might come into this fight a little willing to stand up a little bit. And I think that might play into to Derek's, um, into his wheelhouse. And I, I'm going to give uh, Derek Lewis here, I'm going with him for a victory. And I think he's going to get him by knockout. I think he's going to put him out in the first round. Uh, but I am worried about the takedown. Derek Lewis for me. Yeah, Derek Lewis for me, H-Town, slanging and banging, you know. Uh, like Roland said, personality, one of the funnest to watch. Also, um, just an all-around good guy, what he did when Houston was suffering. Oh, yeah. With that hurricane, him going out in his own truck, uh, getting people out of the water. Just what he does for the community. Overall, good guy. I mean, I hope he gets him out in the first. I don't like these five-round fights for these kind of heavyweights. It could get sloppy. When they tend to go past three rounds, sloppy. they get a little sloppy, a little slow, and that's when he gets subbed. I I tend to agree with Ben. First round is where it's going to be for him. Uh, this guy's not the best wrestler. Uh, Linick, don't be on the floor, man. If you get on the Pop, floor, find your way up quick, as fast yeah. as possible. Those Ezekiel co- chokes that uh, Linick has... He's 43 years old, so, though, man. Like, you got to think Derek Lewis can fuck up a 43-year-old, bro. I hope so. Do you think uh, this will be the... I mean, you know how it is, though. Do you man. think this will be the last uh, wrestler that Derek Lewis... That gets thrown at Derek Lewis? I no, feel like Curtis all Blades of his last next. fights... Curtis Blades Gosh, next. I feel bad for Derek Lewis, man. They just keep on giving him wrestler after wrestler. Hopefully hey, he, he can step yeah, up his take down. Gano's next in line for the heavyweight title, and oh, Curtis yeah. Blades yeah. can't sit for a year. He's going to fight the Black Beast, get another win under his belt, because he's just going to wrestle fuck him, too. And if... I got to ask you this, then, Ben. And Gano, eventually... We think he's going to be the title. I think Blaze right? could beat Stipe. Okay, but what I'm saying is, since Ngannou's next, after the Stipe DC thing, we probably think Ngannou's the oh, next I, guy. Yeah, right? I've said let's that. Say he wins. 100%. Okay, let's say he wins it. Let's say he wins it. 
Do you want to see Blades in Ganon Part 3? I mean, eventually it would be that if Blades doesn't lose fights. You would have to get... There's been several fighters that have fought three times. Yeah, I think that's fine. No, but I'm saying, do you want to see that? Do you think Dana will Yeah, that? I think he will. Who else does he book? Because you know how Dana does not But like can't have a guy Blades. beating everybody in the division and not yeah. giving him a title shot because he's fought that guy. Who else would he book? Who else would he you book know, over Blade? I'm just saying because you already, you already lost. Yeah, but one time the doctor stopped it. Knocked out. One time, time the doctor stopped it. He didn't get True. knocked out. Yeah. The second time he did get dropped. TKO. The second time he did get dropped. But nah, man, if the guys, I mean, it's not like if Curtis Blades can go down and wait, bro. And if he's beating everybody else, you got to give him a title shot, no matter who's holding the belt. After another win, max two. Max two more wins. Yeah. And I still think the guy. Well, that's UFC Fight Night 174, boys. Yeah. Where are y'all gonna watch the fights? Are y'all gonna watch the fights? Yeah, I'm gonna watch the fights. Uh, it's um, Saturday night, right? See what's happening. Yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, I'll probably be watching it at my crib. Here's the thing for me. Uh, I'm a big fan of the show Big Brother. You know, I heard about that, bro, and I'm thinking about watching. And uh, the thing about Big Brother, what makes it fun? is you get 24-7 access to the cameras. So you're able to see these guys play the game. What else are you watching? Work and... No, I don't. that's not what I'm about. What's the game? I like to What's see the, the game play. The I like to see the politics. I like to see people you know, turn on each other's backs. I like to see a guy make a deal he can't cash. I like seeing stuff like that. That game has a what, lot of that. What's the point of that, Justin? And it's For people that have never seen it, like me. If, if you've seen the challenge, it's kind of like the challenge, except uh, except they live in a nice house. One guy wins the competition. He gets a room, and he's separate from everybody, and he decides two people that will go on the chopping block. And ultimately, the house decides, based on the two people he decided, who they're going to So they don't even have to compete. Then you get a chance to play. No, they do. They compete. That's what puts them on there. So they get a chance to compete to take themselves off, and they even get a chance, like... Hey, I want that guy to compete for me. Hopefully he wins, and maybe he'll take me off. Sometimes they win, and they don't do anything, and they leave them on there, and then they get sent home. So it's it's a lot of politics. It's a lot of athleticism. Then sometimes there's those equalizers where they play a puzzle, and it's like the smart guy wins, and then he's in charge, and everyone's sucking up to him and trying to get right. on his good side. It's it's a fun game, man. And, and normally um, it gets played earlier in the summer. It got postponed because of corona. They have to delay it. But they're pushing the gameplay already. Normally, it takes two weeks before any gaming happens. They give you two weeks to know each other. But this year, it's all-stars. Yeah. So it's everybody who's been a beast in the past. So they're already playing the game hard, man. And it's fun to watch. I, I wonder if that's like on uh, Hulu or YouTube. CBS. CBS. There's a way to get the cameras for free. Uh, you know how I do my piracy, but we'll talk about that off hey, camera. The fans are watching. Don't write yourself hey, out. Thanks for that. Hey, Justin, speaking of Houston yeah, yeah. swinging and banging, bro, Harden swinging and banging all over your Lakers right now. Well, we know. No, the hey, so is Russ. I mean, was, so is Russ. I'll take it, though. I saw, I mean, I saw a little game. meme about LeBron for MVP, but AD leads the Lakers in points, rebounds, blocks. Yeah, no, like I said, the only reason LeBron gets MVP is because 
He's the reason. He's Mr. ESPN. And and to be fair, AD wouldn't be having the season he's having if it wasn't with LeBron. Maybe he'd have the numbers, but he wouldn't be in the position. We've seen it with the Pelicans, you know, all those years. He had the numbers, but he'd never won a playoff series. So, yeah, yeah, he hasn't. But he is going to have to be their best player, I think, to win the title. I think AD, they're going to have to ride AD, man. He's Mm -hmm. a beast. He's a beast. Yes, sir. All right, well, that's it for We Talking About Sports. This is uh, episode number 15. Like I said, we are a weekly episodic uh, podcast. Uh, we had a little break, but we're back. Thursdays. Thursdays. Yeah, Thursdays. We'll be back next week with episode 16. We'll, pod drop we'll cover Fridays. over uh, the MMA and any other updates uh, to the NBA. Um, Possibly. Anything y'all want to say? Any closing maybe, comments? Maybe. Maybe. I'll go for Look it. out for us go on Fridays. Because uh, I mean, we do record on Thursdays now, but the pod's gonna be dropping on Fridays, and just uh, keep on looking out for more sports coming out. Like I know we, we like to share um, our MMA picks every once in a while, but you know we might have a, a golf or a, a soccer pick, especially with Champions League coming on. So keep on uh, following our socials. Uh, we're out there on Twitter and Facebook. I, I love the the feedback we get on Facebook, and we might be doing some more. Uh, live podcasts we in have the future to. also. Yeah, we have um, to. So it, that, that's just a lot of fun. Now that we got the audio. Yep. And um, actually, I'm not a big uh, Real Madrid fan, but I'm going to be rooting for them tomorrow to beat uh, Manchester City and Champions tomorrow. So uh, Champions League coming up. So, yeah, I'm in good spirits. Yeah. Nah, just look out for those Facebook Lives. Hopefully we fix that audio. We still got to try it out to make sure that it's it's fixed, but... I'm looking forward to doing that, even if it's just for a half, you know, going live and seeing what everybody's what everybody's talking about while watching the game. It was it was pretty dope when we did it last week. That was week. fun. That was fun. Uh, last thing I just want to say is for everybody who's participating in the MMA Pick'em Contest, just keep in mind we have a new format. Uh, it's a form. You fill it out. You can do it on your phone or on your computer, and it automatically record for us. It's made it a lot easier for us to keep track of the yeah. points so just look out for that form it's posted on our twitter posted on our facebook we thank everybody who's been participating and the new guys i see some new names already on this form so thanks thanks for sure guys. Oh, rock right. i supposed to be the franchise player and we're in here talking about practice i mean listen we're talking about practice not a game not a game not a game we're talking about practice yes. Not a game, not a game. Me. Bam, bam. Me, man. Not a game. Slap that place, you score 30. We talking about sports. I mean, what are we even talking about, man? We talking about sports here.